looking slick, Vince. Thank you. At least somebody noticed. Oh, she's over here. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. At least somebody noticed. Nope, I'm on the other side. No, I had it right. No, no. You're Was looking I... the other. Yep, there you go. Wait. He's not yeah. this way. Nick is this way. No, no I'm not. It's because your your camera's reversed. Am I in the top right? Most yeah, of the time, the right. most of the time, your camera's mirrored and for our own way. brains. Mm. It's easier to look at ourselves when we're mirrored because we're used to seeing our reflection in that way. So it, most like Zoom, Discord, they'll have your image flipped. So does that mean that I don't know what I look like for real? Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recognize myself. Yeah, aren't showing but up. you would recognize yourself. You just would think there was something off about you. Oh, that's going to cause an identity crisis for like the next three weeks. Oh, it's okay. You'll never see it. <laughs> well, it's just none of my, again, none no, of my no, business. No. It's bizarre because normally when you look at yourself in the mirror, if you're looking like into one particular eye, when that's flipped, it kind of looks like you're looking diagonal into that eye. So you can actually change the setting in your uh, Zoom or, or in Discord or whatever to mirror your image so that when you raise your right hand it's not your it's the opposite oh. and so when you get used to seeing yourself like that for a while it your brain kind of figures it out but at first it's always like just bizarre and shocking i'm hmm. ugly both ways <laughs> can you guys hear me at all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yay hi hello sorry again it's okay. Over. I bought myself. I was going to be going to Hemet today and be at the, at the studio doing this. And I told Sochi we were going to grab lunch afterwards or breakfast or whatever. Um, but I slept through my alarm because you. Wow. I also didn't know that I was supposed to bring my laptop. Oh, yeah. E-tasking. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what are we You're doing giving me a lot today? of credit here, but I'll take it. What's what? What are we doing today? We're doing the epilogue. Okay. What happened What happened to Ithkal with his PTSD about watching his family be brutally murdered and then brought back to life and all that Retired. Stuff. He's yeah. done. You don't want no more. <laughs> he might go evil. Who knows? <laughs> but the good thing this time, guess what? Stewie gets to do the recap. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, me. my bad. Yeah, that's on me. Yeah, I got retired. I retired. Yeah, you said that Stewie's doing the recap this time. So Stewie the Shifter gets to do the recap from the seat of his pants. Oh, wait, am I still doing the voiceover, though? Oh, man, this is awesome. Um, great. <laughs> With the voice of Deb Deb Brother. <laughs> yeah, the, the message is going to be a little wonky because the, the Deb Brother is, well, on the other side. And, uh, you know, time shift, astral, all that other stuff. It's all irrelevant over here, bro. So, check it. Like, <laughs> is it really this delayed for me, too? Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's not close. It's not good at all. <laughs> and, and there are there are a couple of times where because of the, the, the rate that I'm hearing it, it feels like it is, like, really very close to spot on. Yeah. 
yeah, where I'm feeling like I'm really anticipating and, to you, and then yeah, you and then to me us. to add, yeah. It's, but it's there's only bad. one delay. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I was trying to you, know, you try to guess, but man, it doesn't work out. <laughs> but, and then of course I'm notorious for throwing a curveball. Like, hey, check it. <laughs> hey, check it. Come on, Chaz, you got to predict that shit. Yeah. All right, so. I'm one with the universe and all that jazz, yo. So I can see this from completely detached, like, point of view. But there's still things about this last battle that have really got me a little ate up, and I still have some unresolved issues. And apparently there's a game show going on. Dude, keep it down, bro. We're recording. Well, protein, fuck your protein. Nick, I'm watching memes. What? Yeah, <laughs> we can hear your memes. How? I was muted. No, you no, were not. <laughs> Am I on my headset? Yeah. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Nick. <laughs> Even after we commented about it. We <laughs> okay. Uh, should I like totally harsh my there. mellow We're bro? There. We're getting there. God. God. Yeah, he's chilling over here with me too. Yeah, it's kinda cool. We got like this whole pantheon up here, bro. <laughs> here we go. Got here this. we go. Here we go. Okay. So yeah, we roll in. We're like, all right, let's. We're gonna throw down with this demon lord, dude. And he summons <laughs> these four dudes we never seen before in our life. And we're like, who the fuck are you? And they're like, oh, we're gonna throw down with you too. We're like, all right, bet. And then Stewie's like, I know these fools. These guys are like the heroes that freaking banished that one demon a long time ago. Like, oh, cool. Why are they fucking fighting for him, though? And then all of a sudden, bam, they started wrecking our shit. Like, hardcore. The big human smelly dude, like freaking threw Sun Wu, me, into like a bit of like fucking fire. But Stewie is like... Pop this butt plug out. I'm jumping out the saddle. I'm gonna rescue you, bro. And like, pull me out. Like, sweet. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna rebuke this motherfucker. And I was like, bam, hit you with the fucking hello. And uh, it really didn't hurt him that much, though. Um, and then it was game on. Fucking, there was like freaking an Autobot that rolled out. Um, freaking, there was like these ice walls that just popped up. Fucking, there was a half-elf bard chick who was, like, trying to, like, fuck us up. But it's cool, because, like, Ithcal was like, bam, ice wall, bitch. And fucking, she was stunned and shit. And so she was, like, out of commission for, like, a little bit. It was kind of cool. But then fucking the night pally dude was like, fucking, I'm going to wreck your shit. And, and, and Leah was like, oh, hell no. Oh, this bullshit. Um, how about I do this instead? And she like purged the poison that was in his system after he like wrecked our shit a little bit. And he's like, thank you. I am going to go now because this is bullshit and I don't need to be here. We're like, wait, fight for it. And he's like, already gone, bro. 
not my thing anymore, man. I died like 3,000 years ago. Peace. And Leo's like, oh, cool. Um, fuck this. I'm going to go hide over there where Ithcal's at because at least I have like a skinny meat shield to hide behind. And then that's when like freaking all these other dudes like showed up that kind of looked like Leo. And they're like Voltron this bitch and fucking turned into like this giant like freaking robot dude. And fucking started laying like down like fucking the smackdowns and shit like that because kism kism was like being like a beast with this mace and then the mace is like bitch you're mine and fucking then he was trying to like attack us and then robot dude just like grabbed him by the face like shake the bitch gave kism shaking baby syndrome made her drop the mace it was it was hardcore bro and um Kism was like, oh, what the fuck? And they're like, don't touch that mace. And we're like, yeah, don't touch that shit, bro. It's 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 getting into your head and making you all like wonky. So yeah, don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sun Woo and 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 Bunny Boy, freaking Stewie, were getting fucked up. Cause Daddy Grits is like Bitch, I'm gonna come in here and wreck your shit now too. And then you got this fucking little shadow monk over there, fuck. And then you got a fucking stinky human rumble belly dude wrecking shit. And like you and I died like five times. And each time we like we kept popping back up, like ha bitch, we got one hit point left. Uh-uh, game's not over now. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, no, we got them extra lives. And 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 it 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 still didn't help. Um Cause sadly, freaking, we had like this whole, this whole thing, and I was like, all right, Stewie, you got the mad like freaking godlike freaking less powers. Watch, I'm gonna curse this fool, and you're just gonna go in and go smite, bitch, smite, eat that god dick, and yeah. So we were gonna do that, but it how human rocketed himself, and it was badass, dude. It was like some Matrix shit, right? He was like going after freaking the little Shadow Monk dude. Shadow Monk was like, "Oh hell no! Check this! I'm gonna slow mo flip out the way," and it kept like, "What? No!" And look, and then there's fucking the fucking the Durval Bratz fucking demon dude, and fucking bam. Face full of foot, with it tell that fucking just did like the hellacious drop kick from hell into this dude's rocker and fucking knocked him flying. And unfortunately, that also ended the little curse that I put on him. But you know, all kind of turned out well a little bit because it it like rocks his shit so much. He's like, oh, you know what? I need to go back to my little safety circle. I need a, like a little timeout because you guys are hurting my feelings, bro. So he went and fucked off to his little safety circle. Fucking Stewie's like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Bitch, your ass is mine. And fucking this was after like Stewie was like fucking like unconscious for like a few seconds. He's like, Psh. Pop back up. It's like I had seen the light. My life is flashing before my eyes and shit. And then someone said, bitch, wake up. We ain't done. And he was like back up and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, like I said, it was like game on. And he was like, oh, I'm going to hit this motherfucker. And fucking he's like jumping through these magic circles and shit like that. And fucking he's like, bam, bitch. Bam. That's what you get. 
But fucking, unfortunately, it was like that scene in that movie with that purple dude. I think his name is Grimish. And 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 freaking uh, L'Oreal, the dude with like the flowing locks. And he was like, worm. And fucking Grimish was like, dude, you should have aimed for the head. And then grabbed little fucking Stewie and like freaking snapped his neck with his thumb. Dude, it was fucking brutal. And he said some fucking little throwaway bad guy villain line that in the end bites him in the ass and like threw him back out the circle. But because of all the magic shit, what came out the other end was like a little ear and and Stewie's bunghole. That was it. That's that was all that was left of Stewie was his little bunghole and a floppy ear. And man, we didn't even get a kick of a foot for luck. It was bad, man. Anyway, fucking now that little elf bard thingy woman i don't even know what she was but she was back in business uh and zeal was fucking like fucking shit up and they were like just fucking bam bam double teaming sun woo and not in a good way bro it was non-consensual and fucking they knocked Sun Wu the fuck out as well. He was chilling in the astral plane. Him and Stewie were like, whoa, you're here? And fucking Jeru showed up. He's like, yeah, check it. This is what actually happened. And he had that shit on like instant replay. Man, it was fucked up. Sun Wu was dealing with feelings of like watching his brother die and shit like that. And then looking at his brother at the same time, like, whoa, that motherfucker's gotta pay. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. I got that ring, bro. It's going to pop me back in a few seconds. I know it. And Jeru's like, all right. All right, hold up. Boom. Let me send you back. Because apparently, before the ring could take out effect, fucking uh, that one chick fucking vanished some move. That's how he wound up, like, bodily in the astral plane. But it worked out in our favor because the guy's like, hey, since you're here... Boom, there you go. We're gonna restore you full to hell. I got back and I'm like, all right, bet. Now it's game on. I jumped over that little ice wall thing and I started going after fucking Gratz and he's like, ha ha, you're gonna die. But I, I, had, I had that ace up my sleeve. I started reciting the incantation that would bind him to the mortal plane for eternity. And that bitch went from looking angry to shit in his drawers. That motherfucker was like, Oh, shit. No, I seen how this plays out. Uh-uh, we got to kill you now. And he's fucking, he jumps out of his little magic safety circle to fucking throw down. But he don't know. I'm full up. I'm like, yeah, what now? What now? And fucking the ice wall falls. Fucking Zio, Halona. I think Rumble Belly was still involved. I don't remember, man. It was all such a fucking blur. But they're like, oh, we got to get this fool. But it was too late. Because next thing you know, fucking Sun Wu's got his magic astral arm. It whips out the fucking, the, the spear of the fucking martyr. Rips it right through the back of fucking grass into Sun Wu. He finishes the incantation, sacrificing himself just like the martyr did originally. And boom, bounded freaking grass to the material plane. There was a flash of blue light and there was nothing left. Zio, Halona, they were all gone. And we're like, cool, is, is, is that it? And the freaking rest of the people was like, yeah, I think that's it. All right, we got to freaking recuperate. And and at that point in time, Kizem was like looking at this deck of cards like, what's this? What the fuck's this for? She took like three cards. And next thing we know, there's like freaking goblins on a raft 
freaking going down the stairs and shit like that. It's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. It's all going to shit. And Kism is now butt naked. Fucking, because I guess one of the cards took everything she owned. She got like a phone call from like some dude saying, hey, yeah, so I was dog shitting for you, right? The dog got away and got hit by a car driven by one of these fucking magic zombie dudes. And Kism like, what? That's so far. I'm going to kick. And then psh, she lost the phone because she lost everything. So she's sitting there butt naked. Everyone was like, where's all this water coming from? It turned out the gods had declared that freaking Greyhawk is now going to be a lake. And they were going to seal grass all the way at the bottom of it for eternity. So we freaking, the rest of the group, they got out. They freaking beat, bounced. And as they're leaving, fucking, yeah, all the new Greyhawk is getting submerged in all these waters. And what was left was a pristine lake. And all those fucking fucked up people that lived in that city, God, innocent, guilty, doesn't matter. They were wiped out. Like I said, it was cataclysmic, apocalyptic. And then we get to new Verbonk Bonk. We're at Verbonk Bonk and shit like that. And fucking Ithcal has a like tearful reunion with his wife and kids. It was beautiful. And then Stewie showed up, I think, as a bird. Because his spirit had possessed it. And everyone's like, okay, well, we're going to resurrect some woo and freaking Stewie. And Stewie's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm cool to come back. All right. We can't do that with Sun Wu. He's, 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 he's got to stay gone. He's got to stay gone. It's, I, I don't know the details. Um, and some voice in the back of Stewie's head was like, yeah, if they tell you the details, it's going to be all fucked. And he's like, that's all I'm going to say out of the matter, though. I can come back. Let's do that. And so, like, all right, cool. Well, we got like this ear. We got this piece and we got someone's butthole. And so freaking they took it over. They did the spell and then freaking Stu was back as a shifter. They had some woo's butthole apparently. And when the body got made, now Stewie looks like his brother did before they freaking both died. And I think that's where we left off. All right, guys. So the deities over here are telling me freaking it is time for like, you know, shuffleboard and bingo. So I'm going to be out. Don't worry, though. I'll be here in spirit. Get it? But um, that was pretty well executed. That was, that was really good, you guys. Why are we doing countdowns, bro? What is happening? You're muted too. Smooth face Vince is muted. He can't we can't hear shit he says. Hours. <laughs> 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 
in November. My powers be gone. No more powers. No more DM powers. It's true. DMs do keep their power in their beards. I, I knew I was going to lose it, so I shaved it off. <laughs> Completely hairless now. That took what? Your entire life to grow? Not really. I, I started growing back hair in like the second grade. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out. I just, I sometimes I forget to put on a t shirt when I went to school. I just had my little ducky shorts on, just go to school and like, oh, you black shirt today, huh? You usually wear colorful colors. I was like, oh, I forgot to put on my green, bright green t shirt. This is just all body hair. <laughs> You know, you know, you have a, a, a hairy like heritage. When, um, as a kid, you like are wearing flip flops and you look down and you're like, "Are kids' toes supposed to have hair on them? Is it? Are they?" Yeah, all kids' them? feet look like hobbit feet. <laughs> That's normal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Are you glad you didn't have to do the voiceover? No, it was, it was just as miserable to watch. I know, right? <laughs> like, it uh, was not better, any better from the crowd's no. viewpoint. No. And it doesn't <laughs> matter, like, how bad. good you feel you're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, because you are, it's off. It's way... There are a few sentences where I straight up predict, like, I felt where your flow was going, and I was right yeah. on with my timing. And it will just never. It will never. Yeah. In real life, it would. In real life, it would, it would translate. That's one of the downfalls yeah. of, of buffering. <laughs> So what I like are we our doing, no, Vince? I like our no format format. Our no format say, format? You guys just told me to show up. I don't know what we're actually here to do. We're doing the epilogue. Yeah, we're here to get... Are we, we're, look, if we get some tips in the chat, Chez says he's going to cut his shirt into a deeper V-neck down to the navel. We've discussed this beforehand. I don't, I don't know if he looks confused. <laughs> I don't know why he looks confused. Yeah, we don't understand why he looks confused. Uh, if you go to his website, only ninety nine percent of this is uh, onlypants.com slash cutie patootie two two three four. Uh, Chez has got something exciting to show to you guys. You know, subscribers can pay for extra videos. There's only twenty five cents per extra wow. video. Wow. Okay, first off, you, you could know charge that's more. a fake link. Yeah, because I would absolutely be charging more. You really could. You're mm -hmm. worth more than that. Give me some freaking credit, Vince. You're not worth anything. I consider myself a high-value target. I was going to say something really you can, you new. Can, you, can, you can go ahead and like disagree if you want. That's your opinion. But I get wrong. to set my prices. So His prices are free. He does this for free. I actually, I do, I mean, this, this is what we're doing, yes. I'm not paid to, sh to show up and play uh, <laughs> with anyone, ever. No, no, I actually normally thoroughly pay, <laughs> somehow, in, in some manner. Uh, D&D, he pays to play D&D. &D. Yeah. I, I know we were talking only pants no. and other things. I don't, I don't think Chess has to pay for other things. <laughs> Oh, I was really hoping that I uh, that I had like a camping frying pan in here. I have a, a set of like you know the blue and red like metallic looking camping gear, but I have the the pans down at the bus. I have the flatware here. I was gonna only pants. It would have been funny, man. You fucked up, 
disappointing. <laughs> Uh, so what's the epilogue look like? Everybody lives happily ever after, man. Go oh, good episode, guys. Yay. Until the next oh. demon shows up. All right, guys. That's that's hey, uh, did you guys did you guys read up <laughs> on it's like his brother? On like Grotz's like his challenge rating and stuff like that officially? It's twenty-four. Easy that easy. motherfucker has got like Many. abilities out the ass. Yeah, look who our DM was. Are you really surprised? <laughs> that he threw God at us. You guys won. <laughs> Only because the dude like Mostly. used most of his power to freaking possess most of New Greyhawk. Yeah. It's the only way I could justify it. If he really wanted to kill us, he would have killed us immediately. Uh-huh. Pretty, pretty you much. realized very early on how broken you made the combat and one-sided. So I think you spent a lot of the camp the fight trying to fix your fuck up and going, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he only has 50 HP rather than 200 <laughs> or 300 that you planned. Like, I, there were many things that were just like, yeah, that was not planned for him. <laughs> nah. I went 100%, guys. What was it a was it a natural twenty persuasion check to get one of the like goblins or something to tell us how to get to the oh no it was the it was the wall it was the yeah it was the, the, the dungeon itself that was persuaded yeah you guys <laughs> to, were in to the how to get there. pocket dimension of the genie's butthole you guys were yeah. in his colon it would have been uh really really good if we had actually finished that whole dungeon out and got all that XP. <laughs> No, then the no. game went, went all the way until December. How, were there other levels? Yeah. Or was it just the rest of that floor? You guys, you guys could have... There was like other ways to have done it. Like you could have found out through the path you guys took. Or you could have went through Zwi Heavy Industries. With other Or crews. you could have gone down stairs at the police headquarters. Mm, no, or that. <laughs> That's like the direct elevator to his <laughs> private office. Well, to be fair, we also missed it before we even went to the police precinct. We were on, we were in one of the rooms, basically, like a crater. And that's how you started us. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you can just go down and then go into these rooms. And we're like, we're going to leave this area. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you can only give them so much bait. They don't take anything and it's like, this is a fixed format. We only got a limited run, guys. This, this can't be as open-ended as you want it to be. Yeah. They're on the fucking tracks. So and we still this. manage to go choo-choo. We're not, we, there's, there's no, we don't need no tracks, bro. Yeah, we were, and we the were fucking hobos skipped off the train. <laughs> we have one of those carts. <laughs> That has no tracks. What are what are they called? Jess? Cars. What is was that? The cart thing called uh, a, the pumps. Uh, a, a hand cart. I don't know. A, a hand car. What are they called? Let's look it up. I think, I think that is what they thought they're called. Yeah, hand I think car. so too. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, hand cars or pump car. Sometimes a pump trolley. I'd love to pump you on a hand trolley. 
Wow. Your I said it. friend is right there. She'd love to watch. I'd make her pay. <laughs> Onlypants.com Only slash cutie patootie. Two, two, three, four. She's texting him right now. Vince, you need to stop. <laughs> we couldn't get the other 2,233 slots. So, you know, we had to go settle with cutie patootie. Wow. 2,234. Fair, fair. It's our favorite position. 2234. I don't know how that. Well, you add them together like that one Ariana Grande song. <laughs> what does that get you? How much are we missing? 22 <laughs> plus 34. Is that 56? We're missing 13. <laughs> Who wants to give us 13, huh? Guys, go to school. Go to hey, if we add Nick and Brandon, <laughs> that should be 13 more inches. That's all we needed. <laughs> there we go. We got to 69. I told you I'll get us there, Chez. Oh, Lord. I never Sorry, doubted you. You guys ain't packing extra. I never doubted you. There goes Vince again. Breaking stereotypes. Being bad at math. Hey, but I fit right in the stereotype of uh, D&D players, though. Uh, having just needs Cheetos and Mountain Dew. Can't read. Can't count. <laughs> oh, can't do math. Yeah. Like, roll the dice. Uh, thirteen plus three. Give me a second, guys. I'll give me. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> the first one. I'll, I'll get there eventually. So, Vince, tell us about your ideas going into what you thought this was going to be. Well, Sun Wu still needs to know who his daddy is. We'll get there. Oh, that's the voice. <laughs> I missed. I missed. My is it, is? Because I asked you a question, now I'm the host. No. Yes. Is that how that works? It's exactly how it works. All right, all right. Here we go. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to TTRPG. Yeah, this is my fucking show. I don't know who the fuck. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't see that shit coming. I don't, Finally, I genuinely, I, I knew it don't only know. would take one a tiny bit of effort, and Vince would feel challenged, and he'd kick me out. Show's <laughs> <laughs> never gonna. Stop. How are we gonna get sponsored? Wait, wait, wait! That was that wasn't on the vision board for 2022 that I've seen at least. <laughs> We're trying to get sponsored. We've been going yeah, about we, it if, we, if we've been trying to get sponsored, <laughs> we should not have been ending our games with play games, have fun, and eat ass. It's good advice. <laughs> I mean, we got we, we might get sponsored by like Pornhub, but I mean, Ooh, Brazzers. That's a yeah, Brazzers. that's a good backing. That's a good backing. They got slots of money. They got that porn money. So does Jez. Only pants. Soft core doesn't count. I did create an OnlyFans account thinking that one day I'd like release music or like photo or video work. Mm -hmm. Actually, I do. I Okay, so <coughs> real quick That's side note. Picks. Any photographers out there that do like boudoir shoots, you absolutely should be putting a majority of your content. If it's not a private shoot for like somebody who's like having their, they don't want it published or whatever. But if you own your boudoir photography, you should absolutely have an OnlyFans account and you should charge for that. Just say, like, yeah. ah, come on. Majority of like digital content should be bought and sold in that manner. But 
Anyways, it's got such a weird taboo around it. There are so many artists making such good money on OnlyFans that aren't in the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny because yeah. if you go to like, you go to like OnlyFans is like Twitter and whatnot. The majority of people that are promoted are like artisans and yeah, they're trying um, to the company's trying to get away from the that image. They're trying to get other artists. Yeah, that's what it started as, right? It wasn't supposed yeah. to be. It was supposed what to be it for, is now. Yeah, artists. It's like a Patreon tips. competitor, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And of course, <laughs> any industry that can be completely taken over. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that internet rule? You guys are so mature. <laughs> We're talking about like the legitimacy of freaking the legitimacy only of porn. You're right. No, hey, not, sex work is work. Is me waiting for this conversation to be over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Nick. I haven't done anything. I'm just, I'm just sitting here waiting for your guys' conversation to end, and I'm, I'm being bullied now. <laughs> I'm not bullying you. He changed. Oh, my you know name what? We need to get like you that shirtless. But wouldn't it just be head and arm since my torso is the thing that's covered? You don't see my torso, so it'd be head and arms. There I just got okay. you. <laughs> I'm not afraid of it. I'm wrong. This Wait, is, do I? I have to this, look, this is I have just him down getting that, like the uh, most that he yeah. can out of like being in control of the of the, <laughs> the assets wait wait yeah, this way it's flipped for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm over interesting here. okay okay got it i gotta adjust for that way so yeah vince. if i point right i'm pointing at at, at that's vince. vince but i need facial it looks like i'm actually pointing yeah, for that's... me that's chess but on the yeah, actual that's camera that's chess yeah. yeah this is this is my right hand my left hand oh, wait, wait, wait. this is my left hand this is my right hand my well right okay hand. but it's not flipped for you no. Yeah, this is my left hand. Yeah, I have it so my screen, my camera automatically flips it for me. So that way, right hand, yeah. right hand. That Wait, what? Hand. Yes, this is my left hand. <clears throat> right hand. Yeah, this is my left hand. Yeah, but my left he hand. He sees it. He sees it reverse. Yes, it's mirrored. Okay, yeah. now it's mirrored. We had this conversation <laughs> before. All right, so the host, what was the question? Yes, the question was, uh, Vince, talk to us a little bit about, because we obviously saw the derailment and the train wreck that uh, what happened when we were <laughs> given any liberties to make choices of our own, um, even when you were trying to get us to go somewhere. What was your original idea for what this campaign was going to be? Uh, <laughs> see, what my original idea? Let me pull up the notes, actually. He had notes. He had. He actually made notes. He prepped. I prepped, wow. but you, you you know what DMs amongst themselves say about prepping for your campaigns? Uh, be don't. prepared to throw it out the window because don't be prepared. Yep, don't, don't 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 do it. Yeah, don't fucking do yeah. it. Just let your players descend into chaos and you try to follow that trail. Yeah, and you build around the players. That's how every world should be built. Yeah. <laughs> or well, every campaign should be built. Worlds can be built whenever. Worlds are the most bullshit easy thing to create. 
I mean, we're, we're a perfect example of uh, if you ever want to hear God laugh, just tell him your plans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my original idea was I just wanted to tie in our last one shot that I you know, mm-hmm. tied into something, make it more modern. Uh, Jason, when we went to the Renaissance Fair, somehow convinced Alex to play. Like her original plan was just to play for a single day. That's why I crushed her with a fucking girder. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't let her go and you guys freaking brought her back and then she's like oh i guess i'm stuck here I'll, I'll play it to the end it, it did mean a lot to me that that happened though I, I, I was i was very happy about that you're like i'm well i'm part of the group yeah. <laughs> i know alex really enjoyed like the 1980s because yeah. her parents are i don't want to say she stuck got- in that era but they listened to a lot of that music while she was growing up yeah. Me, and on the other hand, my, uh, my parents both are immigrants, so they listen to a lot more contemporary music. So I was exposed more to like 90s stuff and like occasionally some of like, you know, Hotel California is unofficially the Vietnamese national anthem. So <laughs> it's not, you, go to, you go to Vietnam and you see, No, it's it's not Freebird. We don't even know what the fuck Freebird is. You go to Vietnam and you start jamming out to fucking. I think he, I think, I think they. You, you mean Fortunate Son? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your water you, you mean fortunate son? <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah, we know fortunate son. <laughs> it's in all of our soundtracks. Yeah, but yeah. So I was just trying to go with a 1980s theme, even though I'm not super familiar with it. <laughs> so, it's like uh, neon and fucking Ferraris, right? Yeah, and cocaine and, and cocaine. Miami Vice and Miami Vice. And then uh, I based a lot of my campaigns around music. So I was listening for free music and I saw this track from uh, Kevin McLeod called Miami Nights. Yeah. Uh, This one. Theme song, baby. Yeah, the theme song. That's where I got. I was like, the previous. So. Alon H. Zui is Halona. There was like a Lord Umber or something that was Rumble Belly. I think one of the Zui is basically I use just rearranged. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, Zio was in there too. Yeah, there was a guy named Oiz Lois. So it was like Zio oh, Lopez. Yeah, we came across, we came yeah. across Oiz. Yeah, Oiz oh, Lois man. was Zio Lopez. Just missing wow. all these gems oh yeah, yeah we so completely yeah. missed them all yeah so you guys didn't investigate them but if you did you would have realized that um Durville was using the former heroes as puppets in his plan to release his son again yeah maybe yeah, a little too ambitious for it. such a short form uh campaign but i'm like like there's, there's I a was lot wondering... going on there I was wondering about the whole like freaking like like when we came across Ois, I'm like, that is a weird fucking name, and then just that was it. I kept <laughs> that was about it. it was I, like, I, you yeah, no. I would have never picked up on names. Yeah, I, I tried to hide little nuggets out, here and there. If I'd yeah. have seen it written out, I might have Yeah, much more visual like that. But I'm like, Ois. Yeah, okay. I mean we have <laughs> 
Jwin, we have Jui, we have all of these different like crazy boys. Yeah, whatever. That's that's a cool name. I don't think. Rearrange it. Flip it backwards. Ooh. So you gave him too much clues that if the next time I DM a campaign, they're gonna be like, look at the fucking names. What are their all names? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Alex was the one who's like, oh, JD. She wrote into her backstory, like she's like a forensic accountant, right? So JD, and I was like, everybody's gonna be JD now. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> We're like, wait, wait, what are their initials? Baron Justin Rumble. Dinglehopper. What Baron Rumble. You, what? Okay. Yeah, Bar- Baron Grumble, the head of agriculture. Lois Oys. I'm looking at it now. I see Zio and like, yeah, I wrote the names down. But yeah, Baron Grumble, Lois Oys. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm seeing where Blowfist would show up. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm looking at Halona now, but I was looking like when you said Alonzi, I was like, okay, Alonzi, got you. Let's go. Let's do this. We're going to do this shit in French Creole. Allons-y, bitches. I'm curious about people's backstories as well. Because sometimes you step into, I mean, you step into one shots and your backstory could just be a single sentence, right? I am a, this person, this happened, I'm trying to do this. And that's, that's all you need for a one shot campaigns are, are a little bit different you start thinking about like what is this character's family what is their uh what was their work or young life experiences that maybe led to trauma that then forced them to get into the position that they're at when we're starting the campaign i'm curious to the level of preparation that all of you guys had in creating uh your characters and just the thought process that goes or how each of you went about your thought process and who you were going to be let's start with nick of course yeah of course why not um you're in second position so i didn't write a backstory at all uh when i make a character i build like a general idea where i'm like oh he's a city slicker and that's really like the backstory in my head when i'm making my character and then as i'm making my character i'm getting more ideas like okay well he so he had to be learn how to be a rogue from somewhere. So let's say he was a scouting party. Cool. So now he's in the army, and that's like becomes my backstory. And then, you know, oh, his he got married, and now he's trying to better the community. So that's why his where his alignment comes in. So I can, I kind of like piece together general backstory elements while I'm making my character, and then I go into detail as you know we play. So like Cassandra, I wasn't going to have her work in the precinct at all. But then once we were in the need for an artificer, (laughs) I was like, well, shit, my wife, she's open-ended. That's where she works. And it's like, boom, or uh, my kids. I didn't didn't think, I I think, uh, I'm pretty sure Vince was the one who mentioned my kids. And as soon as he did, I'm like, I got kids. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, how could I, I, I spaced out for a second. I do have children, yes. And it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of piece together. Oh, I'm learning, I'm taking artificer levels. Well, you know, I, my wife, she's artificer. I'm getting it from her. I was rogue. Okay, well, maybe I was the one who was torturing people or the one actually leading the scouting party or something. So it's like, I'm just taking the direction my character's going in game and then just 
somehow taking details and translating it into my backstory. I mean, yeah, for the first five episodes, there was no backstory with Ithcal. Nothing. Yeah. I, it was just a, a new rookie police guy. That was all I just think, kind of... Who I think I had soldier. Yeah. Or like yeah. I had the idea for my character and I didn't have any details, but I had the character. And then as my story, as our story got more in detail, my backstory kind of got more flushed out, filled out. You know, my lockpick set was now for a gift from my wife for Christmas. Like those yeah. little things, it's like, well, okay, well now I celebrate Christmas. So, you know, <laughs> I guess if Cal's a Christian, you know, like that where it's like, I'm trying to pull apart the campaign for backstory rather than try to go, oh, well, my character should be a little more mean because of what I wrote. It should be, oh, well, my character's not really being mean, so he's not a mean guy. This part's canceled. Gotcha. That's, that's about it. I don't really do a lot. It's just a bunch of pieces that I'm taping together and going, ta-da! It's it it made for a pretty fun... Uh, like surprise for all of us when, like when Vince dropped the your wife and kids, and we're, I remember everybody else saying, "Wait, wait, what? Wife and kids?" Yeah, the and phone the, 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 Yeah, the shock on your face was great yeah. as well. It was fun. And it's one of the things where it's like, well, I'm, it Cal should and probably does care very much, and he knows he can't do anything. So it's like as much as his backstory being, you know, a scout would want him to go push forward. He knows that he can't. So it's like, you have to kind of know when your backstory should be overlooked for specific moments. And yeah, like the, the kids, it's just like, well, my backstory kind of forces me into the situation, mm -hmm. but you can't dedicate your entire story based on your backstory. Characters develop and change. And it's one of those things where I think it's like, no matter what your backstory is, you got to be able to pull off of it when you need to and add onto it when you can. Yeah, I like how basically Ithcal wound up as being like Mr. Nobody, like freaking Bob Odenkirk's character from the movie. Mm -hmm. Just the unassuming, like quiet guy goes in, does his job. And then there's a time yeah. where freaking like his family's feeling threatened. He's fucking nearly kills the freaking chief of police. You do kill the chief of police. Yep. No, no, yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, Mr. Nice Guy over here is kind of uh, unhinged. Okay, cool. yep, got it. And and funny enough, that was like episode like six or seven, right? That was pretty so, deep yeah. in or something. And that was the moment when I'm like, oh yeah, that's when he tortured people in the army. So he does actually like he was fucked up, and he did get that like snap from being broken in the army you know i'm sure to become a torturer you kind of have to be tortured for a while that was so. uh that was the episode where i was like oh nick came to play yeah <laughs> I was was like, Ooh. Like, well he did break just now why did he break well i guess uh ptsd or just how he was trained and you fit that in and then you work off of it and it just became that thing where it's like, no, this is what I do when people don't give me what I want. This is how I handle the situation, and it works. Now, Alex, was this your first time playing? Yeah, so this was my first ever time playing. Um, and first of all, that was that's really commendable, Nick, that you stayed so consistent with your character, even though it was kind of building as you were going. Yeah. Um, because mine, I didn't since I don't know like really how to play um, 
I wrote like a one pager of just like how I got into the situation I was, especially because I started late and um, just trying to work out like, how can I be someone that doesn't know how to play this game, but that also works for my story? Because I didn't want to go in as like an expert at fighting or an expert at this and not having any idea like how to do any of those things. So I was like, well, maybe my character just won't know either. And um, then I was like, <laughs> I was talking to Vincent about it, about building my character. And I was like, what if I was just an accountant? And that annoyed him so much. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> he was like, you can't just be an accountant. <laughs> and no, I was like, watch me. Watch me. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> um, so I could kind of, when I was struggling, I felt like I can kind of go off of like, oh, I've never done this. I sit in an office, you know? Um, yeah, it's, that's um, a great idea. Like, as my yeah instead of just being like i don't know how to do that i could just be like why would she know how to do that she's she has no background in that um honestly that's kind of a great first character to play if you're ever going to play first time playing make a character who doesn't know what they're doing or someone that has just a regular job yeah yeah it it makes learning more immersive it's not you're learning how to play it's no she's learning how to play she right. doesn't know how to shoot a gun. So she's requiring everyone in her team to go, hey, we'll help you shoot a gun. And that's, that's such the hero's journey too, right? You like, we see that in every like fantasy of Aragon. The kid that's the farmer, you know, that's the one that Saphira's egg goes to and he has to go and learn how to fight. You know, Brom needs to be his teacher. And it's just same type of thing. Frodo and Sam, they don't Narnia. know. The hobbits don't know how to fight. Yeah, the kids going through the wardrobe, they don't know how to do their stuff. So as like that introduction, especially learning the mechanics, gosh, if you're going to try and play a magic caster and not just have like combat as like the thing that you're trying to like navigate through, it's even so much more complicated. So brilliant, smart move on that part. Um, in regards to uh, Leia and her family, how, was was the was the Voltron like giant robot thing? Did that have anything? Did you, was that your brain? Yeah, was it was that you all doing that, or was it a last minute Vince bullshit thing? I was that, that, was that like Vince is gonna need our help? No, this manner. is Vince going. I'm going to kill these party. I really unbalanced. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Voltron shows the fuck up. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, how did that um, work out? I think we had talked about like I had said that I had a large family. And I think there was sort of a discussion on how that could be used later. Um, but no, we did not specifically say, so you like, I was saying they should be like survivalists and they should have like a bunker and like you know, the whole entire, and just uh, me not know about it because um, inherently my character, she was kind of the black sheep of the family. Um, she's the seventh daughter. Uh, for a family that really wanted a son. So just sort of right off the bat, just like a disappointment. And so just kind of pushed herself into her career, not wanting to be a part of her family, not wanting to have anything to do with it. And I really liked the Voltron thing because like emotionally, I got like super touched by that because in my head, her family did not care about her. Yeah. Like she... Like her only, like I had written it, I was like, her only friend is like the clerk at the local uh, gas station that she gets her dinners at. Like she 
is a total (laughs) yeah like that's that's sort of what she and that's why um when she gets pushed into this group it's like i had imagined it would be a kind of a lot for her to build a family and then when her family actually comes to save her i was like (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) having a whole breakdown about it so um i i did appreciate that i thought that was really really touching um and what else oh i had a um i had like a pet robot that i totally forgot about and i and i'm like <laughs> you had a homunculus and you I did it yeah, there I were did. so and many I'm, times i considered having a homunculus i just assumed you were like something else yeah i i oh. think in like the first episode it brings <laughs> it, you know we bring it up like one time i think it was just a little bit i if i do play again it's something i would like to try again but already trying to figure out the rules, learn how to move forward in a game, and then having something else to like remember. It was just a little in- too ambitious for the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel really bad because I have a whole backstory on that too. And I'm like, yeah, just forgot about Max. Max is gone. <laughs> <laughs> he had oh. such an integral part of like Leia's upbringing and her childhood. Yeah. It's like, that was one but, of the first um, things that their parents and her made together. I don't know. I'm projecting, but you're right. no, exactly. It's, it's funny. It's funny how those things like you think of them in creating the backstory in gameplay. They might have like an opportunity for you to be like, oh, let me go and grab that gem. But there's so much else going on, like you said, that you're just trying to like keep up, and right. it's that uh, you know, the duck on the surface of the water. You look and feel like everything's, and then underneath, you're like just trying to keep paddling. Um, exactly. When uh, when you first found out that you were going to be, or got asked to be in it, and it was going to just be a, a short thing, and then it apparently got <laughs> the thrust upon you that you're now in the campaign for the for the long run, for the entirety of it. Um, did that change your idea or outlook going forward on how you were going to play the character? I felt like I had to be figure out how to be more consistent um, while also not... I didn't want you guys to um, murder me for being annoying. <laughs> because, <laughs> because my initial character, um, personality-wise, she... I, yeah, she's kind of a bitch. Like she's like, I want to get my job done. You guys are ruining my job, and I'm gonna make your life harder. Making my life hard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so um just follow, you know, follow the rules, just like bureaucracy, the whole thing. And then I was like, I can't be like that the whole time. Like I can't build a relationship with the team and then like be this like bureaucratic, like we have to do everything by the rules for like a rogue company well and it's so, funny because you were the only kind of sense of reason i you tried were like, you were the guideline and so like whenever we were like doing something crazy or got ourselves into a situation it would kind of always end up going leia what do you what do you think <laughs> and like right. like where are we which which way should we go leia <laughs> what do you got like there, there were a couple whenever, of times i saw everybody like look over <laughs> like, to you every time there became like a moral decision it was just like we are all a little bad at what we do so leia what's the right thing to do and like, just be like this is what you need and we're like cool we're doing that and then like that happened a couple of times where it was like you became the kind of like you weren't the, the tank you weren't the like caster i guess i was I mean, for this one or sun woo but like 
you weren't supposed to be fighting. So when you were actually like helping the group, like guide them, it became more of like you were the centerpiece of you were the one holding and kind of guiding the group. And it's like, you don't need to be a great at combat. You don't need to be killing the most enemies to be super useful. Right. Like it was just one of the things where it was like, no, you built a character that was supposed to be useful anytime. Oh, Whereas thank you. like, if Cal probably could only do investigation out of combat and that's about it. Well, I'm glad that's the impression that you got. <laughs> a great art though too, to like have already going in. Technically I'm like the bureaucratic, like, the snitch everybody's gonna be mad at the stuff that i like have to do and but then to get it to where it, ugh, the, the team depends on you for those types of things like the moral guideline or compass and you know then everybody willing to put their life on the line like such a good arc to go from that to being part of the family so to speak right and i also think another big um driving point for her later on was like the lack of trust for the company that she put pretty much her whole entire life into um uh. because at first she's like she brought up the investigation to protect the company and then it became like no it's the company that is caught doing, doing yeah. all of these things and so there was a um a switch where it was just like you know what let's just let's just kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let it happen. Let's start over. Like I tried. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to try it. And then the other thing, the last thing I tried to be really consistent on was keeping track of like the actual numbers that were coming through. So like when we would get treasuring, I was I had like my little accounting sheet the inventory and list. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well we just lost this much and we did this because I was like, gosh, the one thing she needs to be good at is just counting the treasure. Counting. I mean. Accounting. That's <laughs> counting. <laughs> That's literally, um, so I, those are just the things I try to be consistent on. If I was going to uh, give any advice for people who would like to start. Um, Don't. Get out now. Run. No. Money spent Run. on dice and dice Run. accessories Run. will cause you to call, declare bankruptcy, just like Michael Scott. Well, the, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. I declare. <laughs> um, I, I, I think. say it. No, I declared it. I was really afraid of everybody becoming impatient with me and, you know, getting like, because I didn't, I did not want to disrupt things as, you know, as little as possible. I wanted to be a disruption. So, um, but yeah, I think at least with you guys, um, everyone was so willing to teach. And um, I think that the barrier to entry is not as high as a lot of people would think. I thought it was like, God, you have to know everything to play. Um, but I clearly didn't know anything and I still felt very comfortable playing and visiting with you guys every week. So thank you. Thank you for everything you've taught me. Hey, and you also realize that too. even those of us that have been playing for years go, we still know shit. <laughs> We're just winging it. Yeah. Because, yeah. It's for sure a community. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very nice. So that's Leah. Yay! <laughs> so talk to us about yes. Kism. Oh, I did nothing that I had planned. I, I had a very interesting character planned and I did nothing. Wait. <laughs> okay, tell us. <laughs> I'm tell so us curious. About this interesting character. This is terrible. Okay, so 
I'm actually more comfortable. So I enjoy theater. I don't seem like it, but I do. But I need a script. Like I need rehearsal. I need plans. I need to know. Yeah. You know, improv has been terrifying for me my whole entire life, and now I'm convinced. Like for my health, I need to do it. But um, initially, like Kism is a Mayan name for what was it? Like a flesh-eating god or something? It, that was like the background inspiration of it. So at the beginning, it's like I'm going to wear nothing but leather, but it's going to be like, you know, flayed skins of people that I had encountered and I was like from out of town it was going to be like a really like quietly Whoa. intense thing in the background yeah. and so part of it was going to be like since I'm carrying these pieces of other people my thought was like oh I'm just gonna like jump into like random accents as I as I go into like almost like a multiple personality thing coming out and then I just didn't do any of that at all I was just like I don't feel like it right now maybe next time maybe next time and then I just didn't so um maybe this is like, gonna be an interesting like my Canadian accent three yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that lasted an you know episode what you're talking about <laughs> three I was gonna start off with like a Choicey thing, and then I didn't. Oh. I was just gonna like go. I just, I just, I just didn't do it. I just, and I still don't. And it's funny because I do it on on the like when I'm talking by myself. I do it when I'm like with people I'm really close to. I do it, and I was like, well, I'm gonna try to do it now. And then it was just like I freeze and I don't. It's a comfort so, thing. You you really gotta get to yeah. That it's, point. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I hate it, but I'm working on it. It's a funny thing when when uh, <laughs> when you're around certain people like in person, and when you're around those same people even through cameras, it's just like it's it's something different. There's you don't have that energy of being around a table with them, you know. And especially when it's something where it's streamed, where you could just have random people just coming through, and all of a sudden you're trying to emote and you're trying to connect, and it's through this <laughs> this little thing. Yeah. Um, it really has that separation. So that's, that's, I love the intention in, in putting all of those chaotic, crazy, and like weird, intense stuff. I can't imagine the, the, the dynamic of the conversation. Um, if Jason had been playing uh, at the time, like his character was dark enough to be like, dude, that leather armor is like straight up human flesh, isn't it? Cool. <laughs> like nobody else was going to have that conversation with yeah. your character. Yeah, that was never thing. noticed. It, you probably would have noticed, but not brought it up because your passive investigation was oh, that's ridiculous. True. I would have known. I've called her out. We just we just too uncomfortable to say anything. Yeah, no, I've been out of combat. I mean, think about it. If you were if you were just out in public and you're sitting next to someone and you notice, hey, that's a pretty cool leather jacket. Is that a face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a face on that guy. I ain't gonna say shit. That motherfucker's walking around wearing faces on their... That That's... that's. You know what? I don't want to be the next face on their toes. Yeah, I'm that not gonna say it. It's a preservation thing. It's like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to become a garment. I don't. Man. You know how she, like, kills them with, like, her victims. It's like, it puts some lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually did mention that at some point. What is, I think we were fighting against someone, and I kept asking, like, "Do you lotion? Is that, is that like a joke? Oh, do you moisturize? Is there like some? Yeah, do you moisturize? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I. But, yeah. I appreciate. It. I think your character was probably one the most intimidating out of the group, but you were the one or 
Schism was the one that immediately, like, when I got crushed by the by the beam, you, you, she ran and lifted it. And yeah. so after that, I was like, I'm just going to be in her shadow at every given moment. <laughs> like, I'm just so going to hide behind her. <laughs> and that's part of it. I felt so guilty when that happened because I'm like, I'm right there. I'm kind of one of the tallest ones in the group. I'm supposed to be, like, strong and shit. And that's, a, that's part of the whole improv thing is that it's not just... Uh, like a personality trope it's it's part of the actual gameplay like what are you what are you trying to do and are you going to interrupt so my like that's like a big thing is that I'm seeing as I play more often because this isn't my first time playing but it's like I still feel like super super duper new because um, I am but it's it really brings a lot of issues that you're dealing with on your on your personal social internal external level into the actual gameplay and so it's like, I don't like to interrupt. I am a quiet person, not because I don't like to talk or hear myself talk, but because I always feel like I'm interrupting. So that happens in gameplay too. And it's like, if you don't, if you just wait for your turn every single time, you're gonna miss out on a lot of opportunities. And the friend uh, might just die right next to you because you didn't just fucking say, oh, let me catch this thing before it crushes her to death. And then crush you to death. So it was like, <laughs> Maybe I should lift it now. Can I do this? Is this allowed? And <laughs> so that part that. was just so brilliant because Vince was hardcore trying to be like, get Alex out of the show. He's like, he's like, no, you can't revive her. She's jelly. It's not like it's not like she just died. Like there, it's not a body but anymore. Hand, right? But there's a hand, right? There's a hand. Like, we can use it, right? That was one of those great instances where it's like rules can definitely go out the window like we're here to tell a story to have fun with our friends and he's like all right well i guess alex is gonna play in the campaign and alex was down and we're just like thank goodness because she came in clutch and saved our asses so many times and her family like you know that's one of those you you adapt and you go and players and dms too like he's doing it the entire time we're not going where we should be going he's like all right how can i redirect this freaking avalanche whoever it's gonna go to try and get back to this point at the bottom of the hill so another thing is i in previous campaigns i had tried for more like intellectual or like investigative type of characters or like more magical which is not like a good idea for a total beginner because that's like a lot of math and a lot of like little things that go into it so I was like, well, let me just do a barbarian. That might be easier. And then I find out that we're like cops in like a modern city setting. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't get the memo on that early on. Or maybe I did and I just wasn't paying attention, which is also very likely. But then I'm realizing like, oh, shit, I just put myself into battle and we're going to be like walking down the streets, which like, you know, in a police brutality type of thing could work but you know uh yeah i didn't i didn't i also didn't want to be like just a constant asshole like just hitting people all the time uh until we got into the dungeon then i feel like i started having a little more fun with that yeah with the maze interesting. trying to trying to figure out ways to still stay true to like who and what your character is but also like figure out how those nuances work in a more modern society where like you were saying mm -hmm. there is a very like issue big issue in regards to like police brutality and do does that enter a game like is that 
that's not something we necessarily talked about in session zero as far as that we're just like oh it's in the 80s and it's uh it's it's a cop thing so we're just gonna go off and do crazy stuff okay but a lot of the times session zero you're gonna be like actually police brutality we let's not go on top of that topic you know or just figuring out ways that that rage could work out to your advantage as far as like you're a barbarian in the sense as when you see your fellow officer like getting hurt that infuriates you because we're the good guys and we're trying to help and that kind of can kick you into a rage you know figuring mm -hmm. out what those little nuances and stuff are is is brilliant and i think it's a lot of fun what else did you have going on with uh with with kism as far as any were there any surprises um, or things that kind of were created in in the spot or things that you had an idea of but didn't uh, aside from this, this <laughs> skin armor uh, any other <laughs> ideas that you had that we didn't get to in in the backstory <clears throat> I thought the religious thing was going to be a bit different my character's pagan well right like worships a different deity so I thought that that might be like more friction in terms of everyone being super I mean I guess the equivalent here would be like super Christian or something right like one God and this is the one and God don't cross him because oh my gosh and I'm like well I kind of like do this other thing hence the you know clothing and stuff um, and I didn't feel like that like ever really came up so much because everything just kind of went into a direction where it's like oh sexual depravity is like super normal like okay that's normal <laughs> <laughs> for my character I was like I felt at home with that somehow oh, um, <laughs> and then I got the mace of what was it amazing there was uh, the mace had a very specific name and I can't remember it right oh, now oh mace of the prostrate lord there you go so I had fun using that and it's like just because of the name I didn't want to use anything else <laughs> I just mace, wanted to use the mace the mace I of the did, prostrate lord I, yeah, I did like, use it to sodomize a giant demon and then like, what is yeah. it? I think rum in half. So mm -hmm. um, it's like on the one hand, I'm not super surprised that I chose to do that. On the other hand, I'm surprised that it was so well received in public. So <laughs> I might be going out of, you know, the normal thing. I, I mean, I guess it wasn't super unnormal, but it was just like the detail of like, I just literally sodomized this dude and just like destroyed him normally that's like a big no-no but in the game it worked like, yeah! well. match the energy yeah 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 <laughs> oh man that's why we renamed the mace to the the mace of the prostate lord oh no it was already the name which is why i, no, I chose it was, was prostrate it was prostrate like oh when you posture prostate. yourself when the priest lays himself face on the ground and yeah uh -huh. Not prostate, okay. but oh. prostrate. I thought it was so prostate, prostate this whole time, too. I thought it was prostate. I thought we nope. changed it to prostate after that incident. Nope. It is now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was originally called the prostrate lord. Yep. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wasn't heard perverted that. before. Nobody heard that. And I'm telling you, just... it, that is like selective hearing. Nobody wanted to hear the prostrate. Well, the entire thing was that was supposed to be. Um, Cuthbert's cudgel, but oh. Durkle had subjected him and like took over his domain and corrupted his cudgel. And so, so, so uh, 
until Cuthbert was, was prostrate. Was no, not prostrate. Was prostrate in front That's of what him. I said, "Don't get out of here, you dirty little pervert." Says the guy who made the entire campaign where it was acceptable to shove a mace up another demon's butt and then take his nutcocks and make it into a weapon. You're the pervert, Chaz. I, like I don't know what you're talking about. You created the situation. I just reacted. That's what to I said. That's me. literally what I just said. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Brandon, Sun Wu. and turn them into like a magic weapon. <laughs> Sure, why not? Let's make it a bludgeoning weapon <laughs> that deals psychic damage. <laughs> you can make that in D and Cockslap! Absolutely. I would love to see that fan art. Um, <laughs> Brandon. Critical damage. Mushroom stamp. No. <laughs> you know what you did. In building Sunwoo. Uh, you and I went back and forth a little bit as far as as fun ideas that we had for uh, and Vince I gotta give credit to Vince he he was just down for all types of shenanigans oh yeah uh, I I really thought it would be fun to have a uh, a, a brother-like relationship with uh, with Sunwoo and Stewie uh, both being raised in a monastery but not being actual brothers but being brothers um and the main guiding thing was stewie being from the feywild uh being quite a bit older um and wanting to protect his little but much bigger than him brother and so most of the the guiding choices that uh that's that stew would make that was like the, the main thing behind it and we started thinking about all of these silly little things like all right so there is the saddle of the cavalier. And I totally forgot that if I'm on that saddle, I actually can't be dismounted from the mount. And so I was like, we could have this saddle be something that's on Sunwoo's shoulder. And when Sunwoo shifts, like we homebrewed the fact that he'd be larger. That way I'd have advantage on attacks and attacks would be a disadvantage on him. Like there was so much thought into how can we break this? And Vince was just like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> that's dope. And I was just like, oh my god. And I'm texting Brandon. I'm like, he said yes to everything. <laughs> like all of the <laughs> stupid bullshit. He said he just said yeah. And it was just really cool to to get that uh, that. It's that a much one shot. Cute. It's a one shot. How much yeah, yeah. can they break the game? I mean, it, it was fun to get that well, much extra rope to hang ourselves with. <laughs> it was funny. So um, this happened kind of uh, this. this like the character concepts and all that, this was kind of like off camera. So before the session kicked off, um, this was going to be our summer break from the Debtor's Gambit, uh, which is our normal Sunday game, uh, to give uh, Jason a little bit of a break, give him an opportunity to play. Um, and then, well, he had to bow out for other reasons. But um, originally Vince was like, it's just going to be martial only, no spell casting. Um, and humans only. It was going to be a very xenophobic uh, setting where um, it wasn't even humans only. It was um, only the races in the player's handbook. Like right. the, the original, like just the races that are in the player's handbook. So it was still going to be somewhat xenophobic because all those other races were going to exist. We just weren't going to encounter them type deal um, in our day to day. 
And so that got thrown out on account of the fact that like a lot of the players were like, but there's all these other cool races and Vince like, fine, fuck it, play whatever. And then suddenly he's like freaking Jason was going to be a cat person. Uh, freaking Chez is going to be a bunny person. Callista was going to be something. Then she went to Changeling. Uh, freaking if the freaking Nick's like, I'm going to be a bird person. And it was like, all right, I guess we're going with an animal thing. Uh, I'm going to be, I was legitimately just going to be a human monk since humans are evolved apes, basically. Uh, and then the, the a new source material dropped with the shifter. I was like, oh, cool, shifter. I'm just going to go shifter. I'm just going to make it like freaking ape flavored um, as opposed to the stereotypical like uh, descended from werewolves or werecats. Um, and then I was like, and plus, you know, I just thought it was funny to be a monkey monk. So I was like, I'm a monk. That's a monkey. Awesome. There, that, that, that was it as far as that went and then um i was like wait if i'm a monkey and a monk i i have like you know kind of uh knowledge of different legends and lores throughout like human history one of which is uh sun wukong uh the monkey king from chinese mythology mm -hmm. uh and in japan he's known as sun goku that's who actually goku is based off of from dragon ball and Hanuman in um, Hinduism. And well, he's got like freaking the staff that extends. He freaking has a cloud. I'm like, hey, can I have, and freaking when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna name him Sun Wu. And freaking Vince was like, immediately picked up on like Sun Wukong. I'm like, bingo, that dude. Yep, that's who I'm gonna be basing my character off. It's gonna be like this mischievous kind of like monkey dude. It was gonna be fun. And like, you know, I was just gonna cause chaos. But then that got derailed when like, oh, you're the leader of this group. But like, well then fuck. <laughs> I got to I got responsible. I got to be responsible for this madhouse. This is some bullshit. All right, fine. Um That's I'm like when your parents are like you're going out with your friends or whatever and your young their parents are like take your younger sibling you're responsible for them if anything happens to them it's on your head you're like yeah. well that oh, I can't do any of the fun stuff I was going to do with my friends now mom. You know how much Come shenanigans on. we were going to get into? Oh, now we have to be can't. responsible. <laughs> oh, poor Sun Wu. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, all right. And then, like, I I just usually use the um, the character concepts and suggestions that are in, like, the player's back, uh, handbook and all that stuff for backgrounds. And there was a new background, uh, Bastard. And I was like, oh, cool. I, that's a homebrew one I added. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I saw that one. I'm like, I'm taking Bastard. Boom. Friggin' uh, undetermined like parentage type deal. I was like already being raised in a monastery, and um, I think that incorporated something into the backstory, but just on Vince's end because Sun Wu was like, "Yeah, I have no idea who my daddy is," but apparently they're friggin' up there, um, or who my mom was. So it's like, oh, um, wolf and wolf and just pounded it out with a lady Zeus style. Yeah. <laughs> And like the other thing was, well, what are you like, shaking uh, your head at me for, Alex? It's good enough for the Greek guys who wrote that story, but Vincent says it out loud, and all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. Because the Greek guys that was, said it. We well, very recently also, had a conversation about this and how it's also not like good. in that in that situation, it was more along the lines that there was a she wolf who nursed Romulus and Remus, 
they were not born from a wolf. They were nursed by a wolf. Well, your mama got piped by a wolf. Okay. <laughs> There's your origin story. Damn. He was really hoping for, for, for something No, there. she was a blood order uh, in the monastery. She was a blood order uh, path of the lichen. And then she just went out of there in the moon and it's like, you know, two wolves getting frisky. Yeah, doggy style. It's true. If you do it doggy style and get pregnant, you have puppies. It's just how nature works. We will not be offering any further clarification. Did my camera just go really blue for some yeah. reason? Yeah, it did. Your white balance just gotten crazy. Whoa. The, the white my, balance in here is kind of crazy. Just came in here and it just it's kind of four to six. That. You get what I'm saying, Soji? Pound it. Help you that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Actually, everyone on the bottom row, we're like, you know, mixed. Like, I'm white passing. Boricua, baby. I'll, I see how you, I subconsciously, Vance, you're <clears throat> fuckhead, because you put all the minorities on the bottom. Way to keep us down. White is right. As I like to tell Alex all the time. Isn't <laughs> Alex, is aren't you... Latina too. I know. No, I no. just. Yep, she just, just got the booty of a Latina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought there's a few of us white past. I didn't realize. Okay. No, she's, 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 she's whiter I than don't fucking think any Wonder of Bread. Us here are white. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Must solo lay out the whitest person here. <laughs> oh, let's see the panic. <laughs> oh, my screens both went black. I guess none of us is white. That's what he's trying to tell me. Okay, there we go. Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> is the imposter? The imposter. Yep. All right, we got the imposter. Nick was sus. I've been voted out. Oh, hold on, let's restore the uh, the order. Of things. Restore the order. Order? There is no order here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, as far as that went, and then like one of the background things that I had picked out there was Sunwoo was pretty much a go with the flow kind of guy. That basically anything that happened was the will of the universe type deal. Mm -hmm. So when it came to being bestowed with powers and all that stuff, it was like, well, I guess this is what the universe wants. Yeah, sure, let's do this uh, type deal. Um, and yeah, I learned early on too after the staff had been restored into the spear um that the ritual involved in sealing away grots would require a sacrifice similar to how the martyr or uh vince's old character wolfric sealed the way i use so that's why like in the later sessions sun Wu was starting to become more reserved and more distant was because he knew what he had to do which was eventually he was going to have to kill himself in order to basically put this demon to like just to and the threat so he knew he wasn't going to be walking out of this alive and that was really relevant when you guys were shooting the shit with the dungeon and he's like look i just want to get this over with you're not going to let me through i'm just going to start blowing up walls i've got explosives so and that's why freaking the dead like this is my body it's like i don't give a fuck i'm going to just start freaking blowing holes and we got to that laboratory of freaking guys that didn't want to give us answers like all right i'm just going to start stabbing bitches and freaking 
So yeah, that's why he went from kind of like, you know, more laid back to once he got that revelation being more, um, like I said, withdrawn, not even so much stoic, but just we're going to do this and we're just going to get it done because it needs to be done. Yeah. Type deal. So crazy. And I, I still, I still love the fact that like at the end for the flavor, I'm like, look, I just want to roll to see, you know, the hit and the flavor and you forget it rolled a natural 20. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. It was like kismet. And yeah, stabby stab. <laughs> stabby stab. Yeah, stabby stab. That was definitely Which funny is because that on that session, like Sochi was here, and I did a drawing with my dungeon tarot deck, and one of the cards <laughs> that came up was basically we were gonna have issues with communication, and we totally had issues with communication. <laughs> like yeah. it's like and relevant. Wasn't there something? Wasn't there something about something terrible happening too? Yeah, yeah, like, like it was bad. It was power like bad, being bad. destroyed. Yeah, it was bad, <laughs> bad. It was bad, bad. I was like, oh, we are fucked. And it played out bad. basically like how the cards read. I'm like, all right, from here on out, I'm just gonna do a reading person like before each session, just so I'm aware of what's probably gonna happen. I like and, how okay, uh, but it's it's a little Alex bit of a self augury, and I oh, said, yeah. oh yeah, maximum wheel. Or maximum woe, and she's just like, woe. "What is that?" And she just oh, never woe. told the group like maximum woe before. <laughs> okay. She just said, "She just said, uh, we need to go." Yeah, we right. need to go. Um, I, that should have been enough, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> that should have been enough to say that you know, hey guys. Like, so I just had like a divine message from the beings above, <laughs> and it's saying all of the things that we're about to do are going to go terribly, terribly wrong. That was all summed up in the um. We need hey guys, to go. We should go. Why say many word when few words will do? <laughs> All right. They did not do. <laughs> no, they did well, not. Self-fulfilling well, prophecy like... too. You talked me into it, and I kept telling you, like, okay, like nine out of ten of these, something terrible is gonna happen. You're like, yeah, but it's there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't see anyone else you telling you not fair. to do it. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the funny thing is I think I like uh, of the players, the only like I was the only one aware that <laughs> when Alex did the augury, it was like maximum woe. And she's like, okay, well, then I'm just going to go. <laughs> Everyone else was still like freaking trying to convince Sochi of like, yeah, go ahead, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I heard this and I'm like, it's up to you because I thought <laughs> and you was right there. too. Yeah, so I was like, I we thought had you little heard conversations about this. You said nothing. Because <laughs> well, I thought you heard you what I heard. That. We were right. We were listening to the same thing. Apparently, though, obviously, was, I hear this. Yeah, I think we're, um, we're still in a miscommunication phase too, because like that's that's why she's at the studio. Yeah, um, I think I'm um, supposed to be at the studio. Oh too. yeah, yeah true. <laughs> Oh boy, I think part of it is a miscommunication thing, but then the other part is going back to. Um, Sunwoo having that sort of laid back disposition it's like I think we both just wanted to see what would happen like we knew it wasn't going to be good but how was it not going to be good like specifically like how, how bad, bad. <laughs> yeah. How bad? yeah and I was like I was you know I was like oh yeah, we shouldn't do this and I'm like what's going to happen though like I really want to see how this plays out <laughs> what's funny is so we had the we actually pulled out tarot decks to actually physically pull out the cards and that's how we got them well, I pulled the top three. There's no like actual rule as to like which cards. It could have been like random cards, right? And what we were hoping for was the moon, which I think we could have 
brought Sunwoo back with. And um, after I, it was at the bottom of the deck. So I pulled the first top three and then we flipped it around and it's like, oh, that's there it is right there. There it is right there. Yeah, it's not like we had to like go through the deck to try and find where's the moon card. We flipped over the deck and there's the moon card right there. If I had just pulled from the bottom instead of the top, you know, the ones I can see as opposed to the ones I cannot see. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. Great. Would have been it. Would have been nice. <laughs> Chess, tell us about Stewie. Oh yeah. I told you a little bit about Stewie. Um, I, I didn't yeah, go but into... How do you feel about like freaking going from being a cleric <laughs> to with monk abilities to having none of that because your god gets dis- disintegrated in front of you and then like, all right, I got like this wacko god. <laughs> And then Martyr's like, well, I can hook you up. And then, boom, you went, like, freaking, you you had a true metamorphosis where, like, your stats got rearranged and you came out as a paladin. I mean, that's like, you know, it's not a complete 180, but it's a good, like, 45-degree shift from what you were. It was very, very different, yeah. And honestly, it was one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Um, Because I'm, like... I, I'll make a lot of characters, and I think I made like five different ideas or renditions of Stewie in D&D Beyond. And I was like, okay, but what if he was like a blah, 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 and this? And so I had like all these different multi-classes. I was like, what if he's a Sorlock? Heavy on the, the Warlock side. What if he is? And so having all of these ideas kind of like figured out ahead of time, and then having all of the ideas that uh, ended up happening be completely different from those ideas I had ahead of time made it really interesting because I feel like I've had like the multiverse version of Stewie in my brain like from the beginning I've had all these different ideas or ways that he uh, would have the particular powers that he had uh, no but it was a lot of fun to go from cleric to multi-class to Hawkins nothing to crazy paladin yeah because um it, it made uh, each week getting back together. It made relearning the character a little bit of a thing. I'd have to spend, you know, a solid five, ten minutes just looking at the character. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, I can do this now. I can do this now. I can do this now." And even so, at the end, I still screwed up multiple times and forgot that I was able to do certain things, um, which would have been the difference between Stewie living and dying as a, a Herringon in the last battle. And I even, I had an opportunity to retroactively add Divine Smite onto something because we hadn't moved on yet. But I felt like I said, that's it, that's my turn. And I think Brandon, you may have said something like, you're not gonna put any Smites on that. And I was like, oh, I can't go back. I said that was the end of my turn. Like I can't metagame and be like, oh yeah, thanks for teaching me how to if play my character. I forgot. The piece, it's the tur- it's yeah, your turn. Yeah, it's the chess yeah. thing. You move your hand from the piece. I was yeah, like, you, I, you I'm not gonna go, go back and it. change it. And that was one of those things where if I had put one divine smite at second or third level, like it would have that those final hits would have taken him out. You know. Um, so yeah, it really kept me on my toes. Um, I thought it was hilarious because in like the Discord chats we had all of the the memes of like Bugs Bunny like yoking up, and uh, it was it was just cool. It was really fun added uh, chaos twist that uh, didn't think was gonna 
happen going into this shorter campaign. And um, it made it feel that much more intense. Like there was already a lot happening just because of a shorter time frame. So we were getting levels practically every session, which was also really cool. Um, something you don't normally see in, in longer campaigns. Uh, or you're just sticking through like for a, sh a shorter campaign, you're sticking through like levels three through nine or whatever, or nine through 14. You have those different tiers or phases. Uh, we got to go through multiple of those, which was really fun. But yeah, backstory wise, didn't didn't want to do much outside of uh, the monastery and brother like relationship with Sunwoo. Um, didn't even give any thought to what uh, or who Stewie's parents or family is. Um, had a little bit of an idea in regards to, you know, him and the family were over from the Feywild and something happened and maybe he got like caught in a trap and his family had to go back and didn't see him. But he was young and like he doesn't necessarily remember any of it. And he got free of the trap or whatever and then got to the monastery somehow. And that was really all the, the backstory ideas that I really kind of put into it and had to focus a lot more on just uh what's gonna keep Sunwoo alive <laughs> like any battle any encounter that was really the biggest thing and it's funny that you had mentioned that towards the end when we were in the dungeon Sunwoo was getting a lot more like focus of mind and um a little bit more like on his task I think Stewie really picked up on it and normally going and trying to fight the big bad by himself at the very end wouldn't have been a move that Stewie would do because if he's not there who's going to protect Sunwoo that's kind of like where his head was always at but he also knew that Grotz leaving him going and like retreating like there's no reason for him to do that he must be there must be like some type of healing back there and he's on his last thread like we gotta just like try and get this last move out because that's gonna be it and uh also in order to try and avoid the the need for the sacrifice move on Sunwoo's part Stewie was trying to pull the I I'll get this one for you you got this I'm gonna go and do that and it was close it was it was you see this in a couple of movies. Sometimes you see it where you like you have that triumphant moment in slow motion and then the protagonist like just falls short and the bad guy like picks him up and kills him. You know, I mean, gosh, they started Marvel started. Uh, what was it? Endgame uh, with Loki or was it Infinity mm -hmm. War? Was it Infinity uh, War or Endgame? Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War. starts with right? Loki and Hulk. So you see that protagonist, Loki, trying to do the right thing, formerly the villain, turning his coat, helping <clears throat> his brother try and do the thing, and he just doesn't even get anywhere near there. You get that hope of it happening, and then boom, they're gone. And like that gives that final like story plot moment for the protagonist to like see what happened to their family or friend, and then give that last little spark of like we got to do this together so it it's cool it hit even though it was different from like how i was thinking or it, it could have or should have been especially with not having those divine smites <laughs> that i should have been putting on um it still hit that same like character moment that uh was hoping for and in addition to it 
gave the awesome opportunity for Sunwoo to still have that sacrificial moment. And then the retroactive Stewie coming back. And I love that that dice roll ended up being a shifter because how freaking poetic does, you know, he's his one last, uh, you know, chance at life in that regard. And he gets to come back as his, as his brother. I, I played it off really uh, like he was disappointed. But in actuality, Stewie was always like jealous of Sunwoo's uh, height. <laughs> that's why. That's why he was always on Sun. He made it seem he joked and played it off like it was a protective thing. Like if he has the higher ground, he could see threats before they get to Sunwoo. But he just really didn't like Sun, his little brother, being taller than him. So if he was on his shoulder, he had like an inch or two with his ears above Sunwoo's head. <laughs> so, so to be able to come back as a shifter. That actually was like super, uh, really important, and uh, allowed Stewie to like pay homage to to his brother. And so I was thinking of actual names that uh, that Stewie might take on, um, and I thought Stew Woo might be a cute one, a little Stew Woo. <laughs> Um, <laughs> too much like Uwu. Like I love Uwu. it. Perfect. I thought he might take on that moniker, uh, Stew Woo well, the then, Shifter. Then, then it's Cal's constantly going like. Who's calling me? No, not new woo, stew woo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 But I, I changed, uh, I changed his character in D and D Beyond. I got rid of all of the equipment that he had, and uh, and just um, just recreated him as as a shifter now. And I have to, I have to re-roll his stats because physically he's going to have different uh, different capabilities and whatnot. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe all these characters will appear in another one shot at, nope. at some point. He's retiring. He's homesteading Cassandra now. Left. <laughs> they found a little piece of property. You know, Cal was like a cop for like onions and potatoes. <laughs> he, was, he was a cop for like less than a year. He was like, you know what? I retire. I'm just, you know what? I can't handle that. Too much. They're survivalists. Him and Cassandra go and dig like houses and pools in the ground just with tools and shovels. Yeah, I, I, no, I, it's it's not really in the forest. We we, we renovate backyards. We're landscapers. Nice. We nice. Have, we, we create the I, urban forest. I dropped the whole battle armor. I have a lot of homunculus now. I just, you know, <laughs> you send them out. You got a you got a lawnmower guy. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> That's a fun one. Uh, where does everybody see their characters five years past this point after we ended this campaign? Oh, first, uh, before um, before we go into that, um, I was going to say, it's interesting that you said that you hadn't really thought about Stewie's backstory and just sort of like played around with the idea of like, oh, maybe he was trapped and he lost his parents. So it's like your the direction where it was like family became everything is, I mean, it's maybe a subconscious um, the reason was because he did go through such a traumatic thing of having to lose his parents and they never came back and found him. So it, yeah. it makes, I mean, I don't know. I, it sounds like you, um, I mean, you said you hadn't really thought about it, but it's like, it's, it totally makes sense where it's like, yeah, of course, he's going to do everything he can to protect his family because he's dealing with this sort of like childhood trauma of, of being basically abandoned by his family after getting taken. And I'm yeah. like, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was intentional too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it works. Also why. It works. Maybe, maybe subconsciously intentional. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's also why 
tend to kind of leave the uh, backstory kind of open-ended because you can always add small details to any given situation and change the vibe. Like I was in the army on a scout patrol. It's like, okay, he's trained. And it's like with my brother who died while on duty with me, it's like, oh no, it's a tragic backstory. But that got me the purple heart and the com commander title and gave me, you know, a nice house. It's like, oh, so it's a good story. It's like each little detail, you can completely change how it is. So like, if you just have like a general idea, just peppering in, you know, oh, my little sister died. Oh, I got a magic dog. Just pepper oh, it in. Yeah. Just pepper it in. I found a magic weapon in my backyard. Yeah, you got to salt bay that shit. And just pepper in stuff that where you're like, oh, my, maybe my character needs to be a little more angry or more protective. Well, you know, he wasn't able to protect his brother when they got ambushed. So That's now, why he doesn't like C4. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you just, those little things. It's like, oh yeah, remember when I, when I told you my brother died? C4 did that, so now I have a fear of C4. It's like, oh, that's a shame. We have a bunch of C4. It's like, backstory. Yeah, how are we gonna blow up the the bank vault? We need C4. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just like all you had to do. All of this hinges on you being able to add. overcome your fear of C4 because you're the explosive guy. And I think um, you can kind of change how that character might deal with the trauma because not everybody deals in trauma in every yeah. way. So they could have a sort of vengeance where they want to go and find the person that did it that drives them or they could have survivor's guilt where it's like, oh, you know, what if it could have been me and my me. brother could have been here, you know, and there's lots of different ways to have that character deal with their past and then make it their motivation in the future, which I think is really interesting. Okay, sorry, we were talking I about just, what we're up no, to I now. Like that. I like that. Well, I just found it interesting going back to like the... <clears throat> things that happen. Vince turning Sun Wu into a big old man whore. <laughs> you were just sexually molested, harassed. I, I, I basically banged every freaking female officer in the freaking police no, department. No, every female officer banged you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you were getting yes. in the Amazon position, you, let's be honest. You were getting... You, you, I was like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> there, there were you a resisted a few times. No, no, no. A little, a little too laid back. I think it was Sun Wu hooked up with maybe one or two, but then word spread about his sexual prowess. Oh, he's and so he should, You should wait home. until he shifts, and then, oh my god. He has a reputation When he whips out now. the astral arms, it doesn't have to just be arms. Yeah, he has two arms or two hands, but then the astral arms come out, and you're like, "Where are all these arms coming from?" And so the astral arms, their astral got, tentacles, got to be yeah. so ridiculous that everybody in the precinct, men and women, and all in between, were throwing themselves at Sunwoo. That's how I took it. <laughs> Quite yeah, the reputation that, there. That 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 was uh, that was interesting. I was like, um. Cause I'm being caught off guard with this. I'm like, I, I wasn't gonna be a man whore, but I guess I'm a it man whore. It was an instant so. out of most of the circumstances. If you could just flirt yeah. your way out of everything, it was oh, yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I, I guess, I guess I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm going this route. I'm, I'm gonna bang Helga now because you know we need to. <laughs> because get we our need this paperwork clear. expedited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. The cost was so much. 
at what cost? This is so we can get on the list that we were already supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah, no, he really <laughs> stood, uh, stepped up for that one. It was great. Appreciate it. Well, cause like the first time we started casting spells and shit like that, freaking those sentinels popped down Not and Sentinel's was like, well, okay, you know, I am a law abiding citizen. Cause I figured that was the other like dynamic too, is like Sun Moo would be the one guy that was on the, like the, in the squad that did try to do everything by the book and was supervising essentially criminals with badges. That, that, that's basically how I was starting to look at it. And it's like, okay, yeah. yes. So, you were all right, I broke a law. I yeah, I, I wasn't aware I broke the law. So, here, take me in and freaking, we don't need to resist. We'll get this straightened out. I don't even, because originally, uh, the way I was approaching it was when Sun Wu would cast a spell with, like, you know, on the cleric side, he was just like, thinking it was serendipity like freaking he didn't even realize he was doing it he was kind of like in self like denial i mean in denial about the whole thing because the way i saw it is like we were raised in a society in which you know spellcasters were really controlled um you had to be registered and all this other stuff anyone that was casting magic and whatnot you assumed they were already you know registered with the state as it were um and it wasn't something like, you know, Sun Wu was like, well, I never could cast magic, so why would I assume I can cast magic now? I was just hoping you guys would, like, you know, be freaking healed and did, like, you know, the lesser restoration. And it happened. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't know. If he, he was like, I don't know if I did that. I just really hoped it would happen. And it happened. I was like, hey, I'm lucky. Um, and he was going to go, like, that whole route until eventually it was like, Oh yeah, no, no, spells are popping up, and he's like, I guess, I guess I can cast spells now, especially when freaking, because that was the other thing too, is like freaking, I texted uh, Vince after like Jeru had ascended, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if Jeru became a god, and uh, yeah, next thing I know, Jeru's god. <laughs> oh, I was so happy Jeru got ne never got passed to me. Mm -hmm. I'd have been pissed. <laughs> Jeru was hilarious. I'd have, I would have. Oh, oh, not to Ith, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> he turned you into a bunny. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> if Kat, or Jeru, if you ever tell me to do something, I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> Fuck you. Jeru's just that parent who's like dealing with their toddler and using reverse psychology. <coughs> Cal, no matter what you do, don't go to the cathedral at 9 p.m. It's not going to be good for you if you go. Well, screw this guy. I'm going. I'm Maximum going. wheel. Maximum wheel. <laughs> oh, no. man. Yeah. I was, was worried. It's a good time. So who's hosting the next D&D game? It's going to be Chez. He's going to do a triple shot. Yeah, what is happening with that? What are we talking I'm about? Just, I'm just teasing him because he doesn't want to. saying stuff. Because he doesn't like play. Uh, he doesn't want to DM. Yeah, that's just been. Well, I know, uh, like Kalissa and myself are out for the next couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. Work for me is ramping up. We've got like um, some shops out of behind, so they requested uh, we work Sundays mm -hmm. uh, for the weekends we volunteer and stuff like that. So the two weekends that I volunteered, I'm not sure if I'm going to have to work that Sunday, but if I do, I was like, okay. That's why I wanted to touch base with you guys earlier. 
uh, like what is the plan going out? Are we going to be playing any other games or something like that? I think we're just going to take a break. Yeah, because uh, and then like Jason, who who's our DM for Debtor's Gambit, he got a job and figured now he's got to like shift a whole bunch of stuff around and figure out what how the scheduling is going to work. Um, for us, I mean, we might wind up being back in the night slot because I think he's currently running a game right now. He's got like a yeah. a, a paid table that he's uh, running right now um, that runs concurrently when we in our normal time slot um, in the studio. And that's one of the reasons I think that we didn't actually like it never even got brought up. I think it would have been cool to do the epilogue as like, you know, all together. But it's kind of a good thing that we didn't actually shoot for that because apparently it would conflict with uh, Jason's game that he's running currently in the studio. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do, have, we do have some uh, some word on Studio 2.0 that it will be happening though. Um, Callista mentioned that the couples therapy room is going to be where the studio shifts over to and is going to be the new space in over there. So it'll be a larger room. Um, Jason and now, I- Now couples be... therapy as in massage therapy or- as I, had, I also yes. wanted to know. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the couples yeah. massage therapy room at- No, uh, we're, we're just for couples listeners. fighting next door. Yeah, just, just for our listeners at home, um, <laughs> where we normally play, uh, our friend Callista, one of the, the one that played, um, I already forgot her character. Oh, name. Whoa. Sucks. 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 Friend. Yeah. She, uh, she actually owns a day spa, and we've converted one of the rooms into a studio. So, yeah, the, what Chez is talking about is one of the larger rooms is being renovated into the studio now. So, uh, yeah, we'll have more more room. We'll have bigger do. space. We're going to do a different yeah. uh, camera setup. We're going to build a table, a custom table, so that we can get cool shapes and angles for the cameras to be set up and not be oh, something that you have to like tuck into. Building. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do anything. No, I'm not going to do anything. You could. Like, like, no, it's sore from building, working with my dad. In I'm going to sore from showing up at the house when everything's finished and moving a couple cameras. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick's, stretching, Nick's stretching just to be the guy that holds the flashlight. Yeah. It's like, shine the light over here. Nope, nope, a little left. A little you guys, you left. guys I, I'm going to go pick up lunch. You guys want something? <laughs> Man, I'm parched. Cool. Yeah. Do you got money for it? You got money for it. You're paying, right? No, I'm just picking up. I'm just picking up. Okay, <laughs> You're paying. Actually, can you can you spot me a twenty for gas? <laughs> Dude, gas prices. Uh, I don't know where Ridiculous. our listeners are at, but in California right $6. now, in LA, yeah, it's like seven dollars so a gallon. Yep. So yeah, bad. six yeah. or seven. I got lucky. I found one place like in the middle of like freaking nowhere, which is amazing for LA. It just meant I was like on the wrong side of the tracks. They were everywhere for like six bucks. And I was like, woohoo! The, <laughs> the cheapest just gas your life in to get it. this whole area is uh, the Agua Caliente now, which is uh, $5.31, or it might have gone up since like the last month that I haven't been there. But yeah, it was, when, I, yeah. when I lived at Desert Hot Springs, I always stopped area. in Morongo to get yeah. gas because they tend to be the cheapest because yeah. they're on a reservation. So they don't have to pay all the stupid, like, uh, uh, yep. State taxes and stuff like that, um, but yeah, and 
One good thing, though, is when I was trying to find this gas station last night, I drove past like this freaking uh, shady ass looking bar called Risky Business. And I'm like, huh, let me pin that for later. And I look at it and it actually looks pretty legit. Like on the yeah. inside, I'm like, okay, save, want to go. And it's like right there in Burbank uh, near uh, Warner Brothers Studios and all that stuff. So I was uh -huh. like, huh, nice little hole in the wall. I was like, all right, I got to check this out now. So, yeah, that's cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Apparently, like, there's a monkey hanging from the ceiling. They've got, like, billiards table and, like, freaking bathtub martinis or something like that. I might have heard of this uh, place. Bathtub martinis? I'm still on the hanging so monkey. Long. Did a monkey commit suicide? <laughs> like, hanging from the rafters. Like, he jumped? From he the rafters? And they he just, lives up there. He lives they up there. They just left man. him there? Is He's he, chilling. like, decomposing? No, he's alive right, he's from the raptors. He's still alive hanging there? Yeah, he's just hanging out there, man. That's where uh, Gratz... Somebody didn't the tie that down. noose right. Somebody get that monkey down. He's, he ain't dying. So, the, yeah, okay. Oh, so this, this is from the owner. This is what's on there. Secret club with dice for drinks, house-infused bathtub martinis, exotic craft beer, black light billiards, real absinthe, Horns of honey wine, smoking patio, shrieking baboon hanging from the ceiling, and dot dot dot. dot. You ever play Mad Libs? Shrieking. He was hanged for his crimes. I think his name is also Nick. And he was punished and put to death. Oh man. So yeah, I read that. I'm going to check this place out. I've got to check this place out. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's monkey lore. <laughs> so I put it as saved as like months ago. I was like, all right, that's funny shit. Brilliant. Does anybody want to go to Utah? No. For no, what? I have family in Utah. Do you For really? What? I do. <laughs> so is that a yes uh, or a no? I mean, they, they're <laughs> yeah, all Mexican exactly. immigrants. Yes. Don't get me We're wrong. They're not like, Nick, Nick wants to go to Utah. Utah. Going to Utah <laughs> baby. He knows what's up. I just realized what we're doing. We're going to Utah, so it's a it's about a ten hour it's a ten hour drive. From, I'll drive. I don't mind from from Coachella mm -hmm. Valley to to this particular place in Utah. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Evermore Park. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's 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 basically a theme park that's D and D told like freaking LARP. It's a LARP theme park. Really? It's a live action yeah. play. Yeah, it's in I Utah. I forgot about that. I want to go. So normally during during the season, right now they're doing um, Oktoberfest, but uh, normally during their open season, obviously Utah they close during the winter. Um, so when they come back in uh, spring, they'll have a theme or a storyline, and you can actually go into the park. And if you just want to go in and walk around and like go to and get a meal or snacks or like. Uh, merchandise you can do that but um you can go up and talk to the cast members to the characters and they'll give you quests to go on and you have to go to the different areas and like find these things and push these little buttons and you'll get a clue to like and so you can literally go through the park and it changes every season they come up with new storylines new quests and adventures and it's really neat evermore park in uh in i don't remember the city uh who cares, in Utah. Who cares? Not there's, only one of them. there's only one of them <laughs> It's not Salt Lake. Figure it out yourself. 
We're not so, sponsored. Yeah. We're not sponsored, but at, at, at one point, at some point, I'm gonna take the uh, take the bus out there and go and and shoot some uh, some fun content, skipping around. Oh, your only pants. He's just gonna have an elf like a dwarf. That's fascinating. It's gonna be his only pants. That's me. <laughs> I'm, the the I'm the fucking the dwarf. dwarf. I'm oh, fucking the dwarf. Fucking the dwarf. The elf. <laughs> All right, baby, let's get this off. Very presumptuous of you that you were not going to get fucked, but you know. And I like being the big spoon afterwards. I like to cuddle. Oh, it's a man dwarf. No, you can't tell the gender of a dwarf. Oh, yeah. They all look the same. It's a brand new The armor off that you finally determine, it's like, oh. You can't just go walking around saying people look the same. It's 2022. Fantasy dwarves, all right. I'm not talking about like little people like Brad Williams and freaking um, um, Warwick Davis, all right. Those two mm-hmm. totally look different. Mainly Warwick Davis is handsomer. I am actually excited for the Willow uh, sequel. The reboot. Me yeah, too. Well, it's, not, it's not a reboot. It's a sequel. It, I thought it was a series. Yeah, it's a series, but so. After well, I mean, Willow, Fuller House is technically like a reboot. There, it's the same cast. Well, okay, and it's so, later in their in, later in their lives. They rebooted the show to make it a series. Yeah, they they wanted to do a second movie. It just for some reason never got off the ground. So it's George George Lucas uh, teamed up with Chris Claremont. Uh, for comic book readers, Chris Claremont is one of the guys who revitalized the X Men during the seventies. And they have a series, uh, like a trilogy of books. Um, was it the? Sh- I think it's called like the Shadow War trilogy, which follows with Alona, the the Alora, Alora Dannon, grown up. She's uh, a teenager, just about getting ready to go into her power, and she's in the at the beginning of the series. She's a spoiled brat. She's because she's been raised as to be the chosen one and stuff like that. Everyone's handled her with kid gloves. She gets whatever the fuck she wants. She's this chubby little freaking spoiled princess. And then the shit hits hit the fan. And now she's running for her life. She's got freaking the brownies with her. Freaking Willow had fucked off. No one has seen him. And yeah, so she's got to like grow up quick and go from being a spoiled little freaking bratty princess to becoming who she was supposed to be and whatnot so that's the trilogy books i don't know what they're going to do with the series though but in it in this in this in the trilogy willow changes his name to uh, thorn drumheller um he abandons his family because it's for the greater good and he doesn't want uh, the warwick davis right yeah yeah yeah, because at the end of the, the the movie, he starts coming into his power, and uh, he realizes because uh, a cataclysmic event happens that almost like kills Laura Dannon while she's still a baby. That in order to keep her alive, uh, well, he's got to basically fight behind the scenes, which means abandoning his wife and kids and taking on the name Thorn Drumheller, so no one knows that he is Willow Uffgood. Um, and yeah, eventually, like he comes across like a Laura Dannon. They have like the reunite, like the reuniting sequence type deal, but it's very similar to uh, freaking Star Wars with Ray and Luke. And where Thorne's like, "How are you supposed to be the chosen one when you're a spoiled little brat?" And yeah, 
Love it. Warwick Davis is so good. Yeah. One of my favorite, uh, I actually, my family uh, knew him when he, uh, or had met him and uh, known friends of his, so I'd seen him a couple of times. Um, and one of my first uh, introductions, he was, uh, he had the Howard the Duck outfit um from the movie and he he kept one of the costumes and uh he, he showed up to one of his friends uh parties and had the costume in the car so uh i remember he showed us the costume and then i remember for the first time ever seeing a car that had extended feet pedals in it and i thought that was the coolest thing because i mean i was as a child still smaller than him and i was just like he can drive a car oh my god this is amazing like that made me think that i'm, I'm a child i could drive a car you know but i thought it was really cool because that was never something that you thought of like as a kid but then you like he opened the door and you see these little foot pedals coming off and you're like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> let me get so behind different. the wheel <laughs> yeah exactly you think you know you could start driving it but um I, my one of my favorite uh little uh like uh facts about uh, work was the 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 Star Wars connection um, him playing the uh, the main Ewok in yeah, uh, Return of the Jedi that's right yeah and then and then um, coming back to play Wicket again and then uh, in the Star Wars canon lore um, that character has a family and his son in Star Wars is played by his son in real life and that was that was Warwick's first role, like his first big role was that Star Wars Return of the Jedi role, and like he was a kid when he played that part, and now yeah. he got to play it grown up, and his kid got to play his kid in that first big like oh, that's awesome. the the poetic justice of you know the the movie like, industry doing something like, really cool. It was it was kind of funny because like in Willow the movie Willow Warwick Davis was like I think only nineteen at the time he was yeah. like nineteen maybe twenty but oh. here he is a dad with two kids which mm -hmm. means freaking Warwick got busy at like the age of eleven so we don't think too hard about it bro we don't, <laughs> we don't think too hard about it oh I I, I shared this with uh, Sochi so. Uh, Disney hired a bunch of little people for the premiere of <laughs> Pinocchio to dress up as Pinocchio. And this was like on the, uh, the Brahmin Chinese theater. So they were up there. This is the on original the Pinocchio, right? Yeah, the original. Yeah. The original okay, Pinocchio. not the new one that's about to come no. out. No. no. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's not any so better, but it makes it animated. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't one make it any better. <laughs> so Disney hired a bunch of little people, dressed them up as Pinocchio, and they were now on top funny of like, shit. marquee, freaking supposed to greet the, the people as they came in. Well, the thing too was it's California, it was hot, and they gave them a bunch of liquor. So by the time of the premiere, when people started actually showing up for it, the suits were too hot, so they got undressed, and they were drunk. And so you had a bunch of drunk, naked little people shouting insults to the people as they were coming in to watch Pinocchio. 
Love it. I think I'd have enjoyed the movie a little better. I feel like my emergent a little bit higher. So unhinged. Uh, be like so so all of those all of those characters that you saw greeting you were actually the wild children from that island. Yeah. That, so we were just trying to do a full immersion. I yes. Guess you, there you go. should be yes. any statement after the fact. There should be no it attempt been to great play it if they like just, <laughs> If like their PR person's like, look, I need you to go get me some donkey stat. It's like, why yeah, just do exactly. it? Just go get me just some donkey stat. And they were all donkeys afterwards. As they were leaving, there's just oh a row God. of donkeys. That would have worked. That would have worked. They yeah. would have played that one off. I just don't understand why they wouldn't have had actual puppeteers with puppets, because that would make that, that would have like way harder to find. I don't, I don't I know, mean, know why they had the midgets show up so it's early Hollywood. in the day. Oh, Hollywood uh, premieres start at like four o'clock. Um, they, yeah, so they got to get set up and hours. stuff like that. They got to get yeah. up there. It's like two in the afternoon, and someone's like, "Hey, give I them got alcohol." They were thirsty. Gotta like lubricate the little people. Like they weren't giving, the, like they weren't just like, hey, take this. There's probably like an open bar that they could just like, walk You know what? To. It's hot. Here's a- No, 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 the open bar. It was on a roof. I am imagining they were a little costume they were, with, a, with a handle of Jack Daniels just going, fuck you and your big ass nose. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That would've been Because oh they God. were stuck on the, the marquee. There was no open bar. They were stuck up there. So Disney loaded them up with like snacks and booze and water, and uh, it was a different time. Yeah, that was that was the was a different time. That was just what it was, was part in of the payment, writer. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like we all wow. do this, and this is ridiculous. So we're gonna do it, but we're gonna do it, and we're gonna be drunk when we do it. So be sure to have alcohol in our dressing room. Um, kind of like when the Pope approached Michelangelo to freaking paint the Sistine Chapel, and he's like, "I hate the church." He's like, "Just do it." It's like, "Fine." There's going to be a whole bunch of dicks up there, though. And he complained the whole time because yeah. instead of instead of laying on his back, so getting on a, a rafter and laying on his back and painting a ceiling how a normal person would, he stood on a log, stared up, and then he's like, "My neck hurts. My neck hurts." It's like. You little bitch. Smart. <laughs> Lay smart. on the black thing. Nah, he was able to charge more because of that. No, he, yeah, I guess so. I gotta I gotta take two days off. Paid, obviously, but I'm taking <laughs> yeah, two days off. I'm, yeah. I'm calling workers comp. <laughs> but the, the, the interesting side note when it comes to Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel, he was such a master of like proportions, stuff like that, that mm. if you actually laid out the, the painting <laughs> on a standard canvas, it would look all distorted. He utilized right, he the curvature the of the architecture and all that stuff, so that when you're looking up at it, it looks proportional. your curvatures of your architecture. Uh, but he did the same thing with the statue of David. In fact, if you look at it straight on, David's got yeah, a- Yeah, his really wiener's not even that head. big. Or he's got, he's got, he's got a really big Shut head. Up. It's, it's good enough. <laughs> Basically, because he knew how people would look at it, is like from looking from the ground up, from the he would ground look proportionate. Up. Yeah, but yeah. if you looked at him straight on, he looks deformed. Yeah, the top of his body is much larger and wider, and it gets narrower yeah. because you're looking from a lower perspective. So mm. the Greeks did the same thing with uh, the Parthenon. Um, the, oh the, yeah, the, the temple. Yeah, yeah. There's not a single straight line on that building, and so when you see it from a distance, it looks straight, but as you get closer. Yeah, it's all curves. The earth looks blue and green. 
See, we're not just freaking perverts. We're perverts with <clears throat> knowledge. Perverted knowledge. Because a lot of orgies happened at the Parthenon. How would be thy name? On that like note. Said, not a straight line in the Parthenon and not a straight person in there either. Hallelujah. It's true. So this might be off topic, but oh I, yeah, like, we're not. The only way it could be off topic if you bring it back to how how we what we were thinking about. It. I don't know. I, we've been on this for topic. a while, so I'm straying the conversation here. I kind of wanted to know more about the underground temple, and the like. The crow was the main guy the whole time, right? Oh, big the temple, daddy. The potions, yeah, big daddy. Oh no, the the big daddy, big daddy was, uh, was a exiled fae lord, wasn't he? He was. Uh, That's what I wanted to double check that he was that the whole time. So yeah, anything Fasharan. he said while he was big daddy was just like made up backstory. Oh, the yeah, I, I was struggling. I've got his name as ri- written down as like Fasharan, Lathalus's Folly, the Betrayed Wolf, and Dream Stealer. And this dude is like freaking helping us out. It's like, okay, what? But did, did, didn't he show up at the end and he was driven? I don't know. No, no, he did not he show up. up. No, there was a oh. segment where Vince dragged out Big Daddy and told me that I have a bad feeling, but. But then he replaced the bird with Abernathy's family. Oh, right. I do yeah, remember there was the like a song yeah. like two minutes where Big Daddy was next to my character in the back. And oh, you, uh-huh. yeah. don't pay attention to me when I'm fucking around. Yeah. So I think that Big Daddy wasn't in <laughs> oh. that last fight at all. I think oh, that was okay, just him okay. messing with us for him to find a piece for the Abernathy's Megazord. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew what you were talking about too. I was like, yeah, why okay. was he there? But then he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. that's because that threw me off like double, triple twist. Yeah, I was like, he's so, bad. Why am I getting a bad feeling about Big Daddy? It's Big Daddy. And then it's like, no, it's not Big Daddy. Can, can we clarify then to the okay, so so Big Daddy was a character and he just like fucked off at the end. Big Big Daddy was when he supposedly came back. Yeah, the bird at the happened. beginning, then he was the doctor. Was yeah. he Alexander Frost? Yes. He was yeah, Alexander right? Frost. And then when all the people got taken over, he was a full-on fucking dragon. And then once he came back down, he revived us once, saved us, and then fucked off. And then He's they all fucked of off. Bullshit. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Sound about right. And the all that all that underground. I mean I assume stuff? so. You all s- the underground temple stuff? Yeah, and the and the potions because it was like three potions, and then I felt like that was gonna be a bigger thing to the end, and then you know we just. I thought that's where the final battle was actually gonna take us was back to like the underground I, monastery where we fought, I where we so saw too. like the originally well, saw like the the. Ring where Giroud died, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, it was supposed to. So so, you know, you can only. Fit so much in. There's so much. Okay. <laughs> like eventually, like that, the pentagram was gonna transport the five of them to the temple, and you guys were gonna have to go find them. But then it was just like we don't have that much time left, so let's just make this the final fight here. And he's like, because if you guys failed there, he would have released Ayus. Well, so I had there been, been more. Bad. More time. sessions, we probably yeah. could have gotten into that. 
Yeah. Yeah. If there were, if there were a couple more sessions, we would have probably gone and fought, fought the uh, taking down the company. Yeah. Uh, no, fought, we just found destroyed the mayor. The fu- fucked up the mayor. Fucked up the mayor's son. We can assume they're all. Well, what's wrong with Garth? I'll fucking kill Garth. Nepotism. Garth was cool. Garth was cool. <laughs> Garth was like the Burbank MVP Bong. of Burbank Bong High or the college there. No, he wasn't. He was a fuck up that paid his way through school. Yeah, that's the Verbonk Bonk way. Um, did you guys did you guys ever uh, watch the one shot we did before this one that Vince did, the dinner the party? The audio was so fucked, dude. The audio what was did? Yeah, it was like it was I think that was studio one point like beta alpha. Was yeah, I don't even think yeah, I, I don't think we had the, the, the audio wasn't keyed in just yet. No. So yeah, so we were doing it, and then we didn't realize how bad the audio was sounding because everything, it was like super staticky. Everybody's mics were garbled. I think it's because we had the lavalier, right? I, dude, I don't remember, remember at that time. Yeah, yeah um, we had like the we, clip-on mics. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we also found out, we found out with uh, one of the other tables, because I would be listening in, um, for some reason, Apple phones, like the iPhones, uh, oh, if the interference. they weren't, yeah, if they weren't uh, hooked up to Wi-Fi and were just using their standard cellular data, anytime someone got like a text message or something like that, it actually interfered with the uh, the mics, and you would get like that staticky freaking crackle pop thing going on until like you know the data was finished transferring. Yeah. Um, well, so to answer I- Sochi's question, the the bottom temple was inspired by. Uh, Futurama, when the city was just built on top of the other city. Okay. Just, just like, directly on top? Yeah, just directly <laughs> on top. New Greyhawk is just directly Very on Seattle top of, of old Greyhawk. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like that. Because, because I was part of that one shot though, I knew early on that Durval was Bratzed. Because what... Oh, you're talking about the one that wasn't the big one shot, not the eight hour one. Yeah, no, no, no. The 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 shorter one, the the, the dinner party, where it was just yeah, basically yeah. me, Jason, and Callista. Um, where we go to Helona's parents' house. Yeah. And we're having a dinner party and all this stuff, and we find out that they're essentially setting up a ritual for Graz, and uh, we could have like prevented it. But the thing was, is for some reason, all three of us played slightly evil characters. So that's not what happened. Just did not care. <laughs> at all. Um, and we tried to kill Halona's parents, but they got away. Bastards. Bastards. Um, and yeah, we were like the only three left standing. The rest of the dinner party had like sacrificed themselves because apparently they were already like enthralled with rats. And that's what I was like, okay, so this is what set up the foundation for New Greyhawk. This is what allowed rats to start, you know, corrupting the populace as it were, um, and gave him the footholds to establish this like power base as it were. Um, so, as a player, when we freaking submerged Greyhawk underwater, I was like, good, because uh, they deserve it. <laughs> the shit. There was probably no redeeming anyone there. So, now they're going to build new, new Greyhawk. New, it's going to be a lake resort. 
It's gonna be like Waterworld, all on rafts. Yeah, it's just on a raft in the middle. They got like long ass poles mm-hmm. to keep it from the edges of the land. <laughs> nope. No, 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 not, a, not, not again. Nope. Keep pushing away, pushing away. Anyone that goes fishing there, they have like a chance of like bringing up a demonic fish. <laughs> I want to know, like, is a demonic fish like one of those, like, uh, like wall fish that's like, but it just does like devil, <laughs> devil chanting instead of singing, uh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, were there, if there are any other questions, um, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I want to know what your guys' favorite moments were. I know that, um, Chaz, you said, kind of talked about yours, but mm-hmm. yeah, what were some key moments that stuck out? Anyway. Um, <laughs> is Cal pleasing the dungeon? <laughs> yeah, big moment, big moment. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, was Nick, if, there's, if there's one thing that you're known for, for this whole, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. That was like so cringe as well, and I like I felt bad for Nick because <laughs> oh no. I know so what like, I have to do, but I don't know. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> just, just, just lick the wall. Just, just, just. There are so many things. That one you just said, but then also you either live long enough to see yourself become <laughs> <or laughs> a hero or see you lose long the villain. villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when we were in the VIP room and everyone's like fucked off, and then there's just Stewie and I going, "We're finishing this dinner." We didn't get dessert yet. Standing up to go. I ordered cheesecake. You gotta go now. You got carrot cake. Oh, carrot cake. Carrot cake, and and I I got I got the creme brulee. That's what it was. The creme brulee. Can we get that to go? Like. Your I love when we got dragged from like the sewers or whatever by the. I think it was by the knife or. Oh yeah, like that. <laughs> and we got dragged through, and we we're just like, ca- like snowballing through the city, catching on things. That was such like a <laughs> yeah. weekend at Bernie's '80s like comedy moment. Oh, I was like, man. this is coming out looking thing. like a bog monster because no one's got prestidigitation. That yeah, was that great. was, and then we're just like walking through the through the bar and just being like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dude, um, arm is bad. Yeah. And same thing with the when the the SUV blow up, uh, blew up too. It's just those those sort of like physical comedy moments just, where I'm like, this is the just, best. Just to sit, just to sit, just 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 take, just a, a, just take a little drink, and then forget. <laughs> Are you gonna drink that? No. Oh, I was gonna, I was just gonna taste it, but now it's all down my throat, and then there goes the there, was a lot. there were a lot of moments. It was I, just I didn't realize how long this campaign time. was. Yeah, we we blew the door off the pussy wagon. Um, we got dragged through the sewers by a knife. That was literally the best. <laughs> freaking um, Ithcal got like freaking high as a kite with magic potions. Uh, and every time he's chased now, Navy Dervil. Yeah, you know one thing that you forgot? You could blink. <laughs> uh, not after it went away. Okay, I don't know what I it was permanent. You never it was it permanent. permanent. It yeah, was you never sneezed. Again. Every time I burped and sneezed, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say nowhere did it say that that went away. Other I assume. Yeah, no, no. That How dare you assume? I was running the campaign, you fool. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I thought never, you were I, I literally never had to like burp a... again. I just, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was that one well, meal. 
That one well, it was funny because like freaking you would like burp and then like hold your breath in like the astral plane so that you could like spy and stuff like that and then freaking run back to where you needed to pop up and like burp again so that way it's like okay i did that once and assumed that like i only had time for i guess it was the invisibility spell that was timed and then once that yeah. ended i assumed everything ended damn yeah, no, you drank so much of the, you did so much drugs, it permanently altered your physiology. <laughs> Damn it. Missed out on taking advantage of that. I know. That can happen. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> or, or do. We're not so. Or do. I mean, if you want to. We're not, not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to, like, live your best life, you know? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Figure it out. Freaking Vince incorporating Chez's actual personage into game as the DJ. <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> I mean, Vince forgot about that for a second. Yeah, I totally did. I was like, oh, that shit, I did do that. Some weird DJ use a fucking number in his name. I don't know who would do that. Fucking loser. Nick oh, being whoa. the hype man. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, I was just amazed that we were able to, like, bluff our way through a lot of that shit, too. It was like, okay, uh, well, we're just, uh, we're, we're gonna win it. <laughs> what, did, were those mimics actually friendly, or were they gonna backstab us at some point? Oh, no, they were just literally dragged up from their mimic community downstairs, and was like, okay. you have to watch now. No, <laughs> We so need sad. an audience. We need audience, yeah. We need people to watch. We can't finish like, if there's no one They were like people mimics. <laughs> What happens if they're mimics with their people? So, I, yeah. in fact, I think Sochi, you and I were talking about that because we we're talking about the movie Mimic. Uh, I don't know mm. if you guys ever remember it. It had eighties. Yeah. Um, it had uh, Mia Sorvino. It came out like in '98. Basically, um, biologists design a. a really uh, there's like a virus or something like that that's going Hi. through or a pest, and they genetically engineer. Uh, a predator for it. Well, the thing is, is after it like subdues one, it goes after the next prey. And the way it does it is it starts to mimic what the prey looks like so it can infiltrate. Eventually, mm. it gets to the point oh. where the next prey it sees are humans. And so it starts looking like a human. And again, it's it's not like, a, it, it's, it's definitely if like you looked at it, it's like, oh, that's definitely not a person. But it gives it enough of an appearance of a human to get close or like an uncanny valley kind of thing oh, yeah nice. before it attacks that sounds and so, cool. so i was like you know what's to say mimics can't actually do that oh yeah enemy mine, enemy mine? that Such one was a great a win Louis Gossett Jr. oh so good i remember growing up watching that my grandmother had a vhs of it and it was one of her favorite movies mm -hmm. it was so cool two two enemy characters get stranded together and they have to like become friends in order to survive on this this planet yeah. or whatever. So cool. Such a And then like the, the alien is like pregnant and freaking <laughs> They're asexual. Like, what? They're asexual beings and every one of the alien race goes through their own childbearing process. Oh. Yeah. That's so they, the human ends up having to help the alien go through their their birthday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got Dennis Quaid uh, <laughs> as the human, and then Louis Gossett Jr. plays the uh, alien. It's a dope they kind of look like the, yeah. the Kappa from Japanese lore. Very oh. lizard like. 
Reptilian. Oh, it's on. Uh, I love Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Definitely want to watch this one. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, what was the other one? Um, Good recommend, Chav. There's, a, there's another one where basically, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Dennis Quaid and his brother are pyrokinetic. That's interesting. That sounds vaguely familiar. It came out in the early 90s. Um, I want to say it starts with an A. It's like someone's name. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of that one episode of X-Files. Yeah, it's not Arliss, because that was a show on HBO. Holy shit. Dennis Quaid is going to be Ronald Reagan. Hmm. In the movie Ronald and Reagan. That sounds interesting. I didn't even know he was, like, still doing things. I think it's his brother that's, like... Randy is the one that went off the reservation. That dude went to Canada saying that there were star killers. Uh, Flight of the Navigator was badass. I wanted to freaking be abducted by an alien so I could be a navigator. What the fuck are these movies? Wilder Napalm. Flight of the Navigator, quick synopsis of that. Um, A kid gets uh, invited very kindly and not like abducted in any whatsoever in any manner whatsoever uh, into a spaceship and uh, he goes on a quick little jaunt across the universe and uh, it literally was very few seconds and when he gets back uh, it's years later and his family had moved out of like their house and like they thought that he just disappeared and so they're like come back and like you haven't aged at all and yeah he makes friends with the with the spaceship and I blanked all of that. You like, blanked all I remember, all Yeah, I just remember the kid going on like, freaking an awesome space adventure. That's all I remember of the movie. That and the alien yeah. looking little, very similar to the alien from my, from my stepmom's an alien. Yeah. 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 Now, these that early, uh, these like 80s Disney movies were so terrible. Uh, Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> so Flight of the Navigator was, a, was an 80s Disney movie. My stepmom is an alien was not, and yeah. that one, yeah, that, that one was kind of like horrifying. But it's got Dan Aykroyd. Um, I think it's got the girl from uh, My Girl in it. My girl. That one. Yeah, the one where freaking Macaulay Culkin has a deathly allergy. Uh, to be laughing at Yeah, that's spoilers. Look, the movie's been out for 30-some-odd years, all right? And I'll make sure I still don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. No, if you, if, you want to, uh, if you want to cry, then watch it. But if you don't want to cry, don't watch My Girl. Why would okay. I want to cry? You know what? Sometimes you, you really things. just sit there and go, you know what I want to do right oh. now? No, it's, 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 it's not the yeah. girl from no. My Girl. It's you, Allison you, Hannigan. You, Allison, Allison Hannigan, Hannigan plays, yeah, and my stepmother's an alien. It's it's Allison Hannigan, Dan Aykroyd, and Kim Basinger. Huh. Came out in '88. I don't know any of the names you said. You know Allison Hannigan? No, I never don't. watched Dan Allison Aykroyd. Hannigan. I've heard of Dan Aykroyd. I couldn't even point out his face. You ever watched me a picture? Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I was a male. Who raised this child? How I met your mother. 
No, I don't watch. I mean, I know How I Met Your Mother. I was one of those guys. Yeah, one of those Anna's, people yeah, is, is Allison, Allison Hannigan. Hannigan. And then Dan Aykroyd Which is one a is that? The married one. Lily. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't fucking know. And then Dan See, this Aykroyd, is what I got to deal yeah. with when I'm at work. And I'm like doing, throwing out pop culture references. And then that's when I realized, oh. You guys weren't alive yet. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, those are no longer pop culture. <laughs> That's just culture Ooh. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just old it's, it's, it's the only culture that's like available because the newest generation <laughs> hasn't given us worthy enough to be called culture. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. The zoomies are going to come for us. On that Fuck note, em. guys. <laughs> We didn't at least know how to fucking fend for ourselves. We were latchkey kids, all right? There is great things about all generations. Nah, they saw (laughs) Everyone is loved. Goodbye. Thank you. (laughs) Boomers suck. They fucked it for all of us. That's that's one thing that we as uh, Jason's Gen X. Jason is about Gen X as a boomer is. Boomer. Everyone is great. Everybody sucks. <laughs> Everybody. Right, so we were stuff. really close. We were really close in getting done with this session without offending anybody. <laughs> we were really close. Eat ass. I don't. I don't know. Play yeah, games. Hey guys, story may have been offensive, but that's not our fault. <laughs> that's Disney's so, fault. That's Disney's fault. Disney. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Thanks for eating the next. In all honesty, there's a lot of things that you can blame on Disney because it probably is their fault. It's probably Disney's fault. Yeah, kind of like Jeff Bezos, it's his fault. Sometimes. It's probably wow, Jeff Bezos. I can hear the lawsuits coming through. The <clears throat> yeah, I was like, right don't now. come after us. <laughs> come at me, Jeff Bezos. Like what flying. are you gonna do? I already I got, got nothing. All I got is debt. You want my debt? Take it. <laughs> me and him both go. You can't they take will. any more from us. <laughs> You could always oh, take one more. Van down by the river. Oh, that would be it's so nice. Prime real estate now. Yeah, no, really it's very river. expensive. I was gonna say Riverside. Yeah. Oh, Riverfront. Ooh, baby. Yeah, no, you said I, Riverside. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, list it, it on my phone. <laughs> uh, Riverside, California, bro. Riverside, California. Yeah, I'm not telling them where uh, it's at. I'm just saying it's riverfront property. Which river? <laughs> the river. The, the real brand, baby. One in Oregon. Yeah, there's, there's like tons. There's multiple rivers? There are. There are rivers. Well, like, okay, but I, you know, the thing is, you ever seen a river? Away. Bigger than you what you thought it was, man. Rivers are rivers. fucking massive. He's so yeah. scared of rivers. And the funny I like, thing you, is, I, I look at my mom and like, you swam across that shit to get here? <laughs> She's like, no, the ocean, man, it's bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> But yeah, the other fun fact is like most rivers, their name is River. Like the River Avon is just River. It's River River. River River. Remember, be kind. Eat ass. <laughs> Play a game. Rivers are fucking huge. Because it's good for your mental health. So they say. just nonsense thank you 
Oh, there we go. Yeah. Get the, get the get the lips looking lush. I just needed the the little mirror. Thank you. A little, little Thank plump you. up. We're good now. All right. Mm-hmm. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. I guess we could just leave. We might. Oh, it's really just okay. Well, I mean, Vince is still on. He's having fun. Yeah, probably is.